0: He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. He's got it! Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag.
1: The Colts announced the interim coach is going to be none other than Jeff
2: Saturday. For To think someone can step in out of high school? It's a lunacy. I mean, of course it's embarrassing.
1: It is one of the most disrespectful
0: things
2: I've ever seen in my entire life. And quite honestly, it's so disrespectful. If
0: I was there, I'd be thinking, well, we don't care about winning. Well, I think this is going to be ugly. I think this is a chance for the Raiders to get right. I think they blow them out. Because
1: the thing is, you literally can bet, put money down against the Colts and and,
0: (laughs) and Jeff Saturday, And minus six and a half is not enough. So let's go Raiders this weekend.
1: Touchdown. Good evening,
0: everybody. We're going to enjoy some Jeff Saturday victory on Saturday. How's everybody
2: doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. And that video just made it even better. I love the one that said uh, this is unprecedented. It's, it's a game for the uh, the Raiders to get right. And the Raiders lose, and now all the media is, oh, they beat the Raiders. Bro, I was I was
0: trolling that, that one, what's his name, Tayshon? whatever, he's a reporter for the Raiders, and he said, there's no way that we're going to lose to the Colts, it's impossible. It's impossible to lose to the Colts this week. And I after, on Monday, I was just spamming him on Twitter. I was like, hey man, how you feeling, you alright? You alive over there? <laughs> like, I love it, I love oh, it. Oh my it. goodness, it was so funny. How you doing, Damon?
1: Good, good, good. How y'all started again? What'd you say? <laughs> good. How's y'all Saturday going?
2: Oh, pretty good. Pretty oh, good. I was going good. good, man. Going Hanging good. with the family. Yep, yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, what's up, Chad? Chad's back.
2: Yo, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining in. We appreciate y'all. Mom
0: is in here. First, I told you she was going to be in here because we played Eagles <laughs> tomorrow, so I knew she was going to be in here. <laughs> All right, first thoughts for last week's game.
2: You want to go first, Oh, no, nope, he just muted himself. Uh yeah, first thoughts from last week's game. Um uh my first thought was we looked like a football team. <laughs> I was uh I was, I was I was happy. I was happy, man. The first drive came out there, looked good. Um, and the whole time I kept telling you guys I was like as good as our defense played. I, I kept saying like um 15 points is a win for the Colts, and look what we do. Um, I, I thought it was going to be that way the whole time. I uh, was pretty happy the way the, the way we looked. Um, Jonathan Taylor starting to look like himself again. Um, I liked the way we came out there and played. Uh, real quick, yeah, Zach, my mom, my wife, uh, my whole
0: family, they're all Eagles fans, everyone, so it's just me. <laughs> It's just me. Go Colts, baby! <laughs> oh man, you know you know what I I think the first thing that that I I caught in last week's game that had me extremely hyped up was the way the offensive line, not just how they were performing, but how brutal they were as they were doing it. Like it would go five, yeah, the five six seconds after the whistle was blown, they're still blocking downfield.
1: What was that first drive of the game? Was that Raymond or Fries that? That like probably should have got called for after the play. Who was that?
2: I think that was Ryman. Yeah, was Ryman was it? blocking downfield. Like, yeah, he Ryman wasn't was. <laughs> Ryman Ryman reminded me of that dude that the Saints drafted this year. He was nasty in that game. He was nasty in that game. Yeah, it was like every single oh one man. on that offensive line was just blocking.
0: How did we feel? So this was crazy, right? So Jeff Saturday says he chose on what was it Friday that he was going to start Matt Ryan, but then didn't announce it until what Sunday morning that Matt Ryan was going to start.
2: There was, some, mean, there was some. There was some. There uh, was some. Some. Some guesses about a stipulation from the media. Uh, yeah. I think, um, uh, Stephen Holder had wrote he was like, I think he saw something on Saturday. And he was like, "Cole, don't give me something to write about," because he saw Matt Ryan throwing with the ones. Yeah, so that was kind of out
0: there. And then it was, and then I think it was, we uh, we put uh, Nick Foles on the inactive, um, and then Matt Ryan was going to be the backup. I think that was what was reported out was that Matt was going to suit up on on Sunday, and then everybody started being like, "Well, is Matt going to get his job back?" Like they were like, "Oh, if uh, if Ellinger stinks it up, is Matt going to?" Matt going to step into the game, and then Sunday morning, <laughs> oh, shit, he's the starter. And I was confused, man, because at first I was like, do I really want Matt Ryan to start again? Do I want Ellinger to start? Because they both had some pitiful games.
1: Well, for me, for me, in my opinion, like for, for Jeff to see that in practice, there had to have been a pretty glaring difference of who was performing better. The fact that he he mentioned it, I mean, he got asked about a million times during the week, but, um, well, I had never seen him throw. Did he see him throw? That tells me a lot of like, okay, how much of this decision, like stemming back two weeks ago, had to do with Frank, Jim, I think is a lot different than we think and what it was initially. I, I really agree. do. And truth be told, I, I think that there might be um, a little bit different as far as maybe – the injury thing, I think that may have been kind of uh, a sham a little bit. Maybe them just trying to fix things out. But um, overall, the decision didn't surprise me. Um, and I felt pretty good whenever we found out before the game that it was going to work out pretty well.
0: I ultimately think it was – everybody kept thinking it was a Jim Merce move, and I really do think it was a Frank Reich move. Um, I, I just think Frank couldn't figure out how to use Matt Ryan correctly.
2: See, uh, so my thoughts, what it was, I thought, so what I thought was is, is Frank panicked. And, and you've heard, uh, I've heard it from players a lot this year. A lot of times players will sit there and say coaches sit there and like to yell at players and stuff like they do stuff wrong. But a lot of times on the sideline, the people who are panicking are coaches. And I think what it was, it was a panic by Frank because he couldn't hold anybody accountable. And if you guys have listened to the press conference, the stuff that's been said by players, you pretty much, uh, I think the biggest one that's been rolled around is the quote by JT, is he gave us passion. Um, I feel like Frank wasn't holding anybody accountable in the locker room for what they were doing wrong. And I feel like he also wasn't giving them anything to play for. And what happened was he gave up on the offensive line. And basically what he wanted to try and show Jim Ursay was I'm trying to do something here to try and get us a win. And I think it was just uh, him panicking and trying to do something move to make it look like he's not just out here. losing.
1: I think that's pretty spot on. I think, two things i think one let jim they let frank do whatever he needed to do or wanted to do to win and it didn't work and then when jeff steps in i think he went to see what the colts would look like from week one like hey this is my week one and this is what i expected the colts to come in like health improved a lot last week so this was his example of like a week one rock and him start from scratch to-
2: Yep, and I think uh, also I think uh, what it was is I think when when um, Frank made the decision to stick with him all year, I think the injury might have been slightly real, and I think the fact was is we just couldn't we, – we, we really weren't protecting Matt Ryan well. And I think what happened with the injury is I think we probably want to keep him a little bit upright for the possibility of trading him or something like that or, or, or just maybe not trying to risk him anymore just because he really couldn't move. And if you think about the game versus the Patriots where he was sacked nine times – like, if that was Matt Ryan in that game, I had told somebody, like, jokingly, that he would have been sacked 17 times. But I honestly think we would have probably gave up a, a, a historic number of sacks if Matt Ryan was playing in that game. And so I think there is some truth to it. But um, I think Jeff Saturday just came in here with the energy and, and and a game plan and actually an attitude to to keep people active and playing. I think that's what it was.
0: What's up, Paul? What's up, Paul? So we lost Damon real quick. I think he's going to go... Fix whatever his issues are. He's in and out with his mic. Yeah, man. I think Jeff. We we've all we've all been saying it that what what Frank Frank just didn't have the energy he used to have when he first got the job. Like he was slowly losing it more and more each week. Every press conference, he just didn't didn't look like he had it. Chad over here says uh, Matt looked. Matt looked a lot better last week. He's a workhorse, and having the offensive line playing like they did gave him the opportunity to show he still got it. And I agree, because last week kind of showed what we expected when we got Matt Ryan. Everything that we promised Matt Ryan when it came to the run game, the offense and the defense all playing well together, that's what we promised him. I mean, it wasn't
2: even the defense, just O-line and running game. Right. just just what we offered, you know, when
0: we said, hey, we want you to come here. This is what we're offering a top running game. And then this offensive line, best offensive line in football. And he just didn't have that first nine weeks. And a lot of the times I was questioning on whether that was because of Matt Ryan. You know what the issue was. There was a lot of questions going on. But I think what was proven last week was that Frank Reich was more of an issue than even what me as a
2: Frank hater realized yeah uh yeah exactly uh and then uh Hi. dan knight says jeff as a former pro bowl lineman gets respected from the o-line immediately honestly dan I, i'm gonna kind of disagree there because i i don't think that i mean as a player and as like a coach uh, or not a coach, not even as a coach, as a player and as a man, um, I think he gets the respect from the locker room. But when somebody takes over as a coach, I feel like that's a little bit different. You're coming into a season, and when you're one of those guys in the locker room, just like they've all talked about it, Jeff's even talked about it, i got to go in there and i got to earn that locker room's respect because um, a lot of times if somebody comes in and you can think like, hey, yeah, I deserve this. As a matter of fact, Josh, Mc, uh, Josh McDaniels, for example, Like when you think you're going to walk in as a coach with 30 plus experience of uh, 30 plus years of experience and guys just don't play for you, you're not earning the respect of those players. And you can tell how players play when they when they got a lot of respect for you. So that's where I'm at with that, Dan. I think the O-line does give him respect as for what he did for the history of the Colts. But I just don't think that really matters as a head coach. You still got to with the players.
0: I think the impact that Jeff had when he first came in the building was what he said when he went and talked to the offensive line. I think what it is, is you had this whole pro bowl offensive line, you know, th- these all pros and they just got, I'm telling you the way Jeff says it, he was so calm and light about it, but I guarantee you, he was not when he went in that room. 1, I, guarantee you, I guarantee you this hall of fame center went into this lineman, this offensive line room and told them that they look like shit and that they do not look like the all pro offensive line. And th- when you're getting told that by a Hall of Fame center, not just a Pro Bowl lineman, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. You're getting told that, of course you're going to make changes. I also think that we're, you know, we got to give Will Fries a little bit of credit because we, we got Pryor out of there, and then Will Fries was in there just aggressively blocking downfield. So that hats off to that, man. I think, honestly, with the whole offensive line, the only time a block was missed wasn't even a alignment. It was Mo Alley-Cox.
2: <laughs>
0: and I believe it was on that 60-something yard touchdown run. <laughs> Mo missed him.
2: Yep. But, and uh, that's another thing that uh, just like um, Rick Venturi's been saying, I think since about week five, he said, I would have went and told this line, you're the most all overrated offensive line in the league. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much not exactly how Jeff said it, but he said, I called him out. I'm going to call you guys out and let you know, like you're not playing well. uh, Zach has a comment here He says, I think Jeff Saturday has the advantage That nobody is talking about Jeff has watched tons of tape of all NFL Teams for his job at ESPN I think uh, That something is very vastly under the radar I think Jeff has uh, has a mind figured out how to attack teams. He's talked to all former coaches and players at ESPN, so you wonder if Jeff is using that to his advantage. Also, Jeff is exactly what the Colts need right now: a leader of men and a team extremely focused on the goal of winning. And, and, and another
0: and another key thing to add to that is that he's letting someone else call plays.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, I, I never was a fan of head coaches calling plays.
1: I don't know, like I don't know if we could have put anybody different that was already in house and struck the same nerve or
2: had the same amount of passion to win. Uh, do you mean I as agree. far as calling for the interim head coach? Yeah, I agree. Yes, so, okay, so, exactly. Yeah, I, I because think... it, because and with that
1: point, I
0: think it's mainly because all of them have been beat down all year. Which which one of them was going to step up and fix this? None of them, because yeah, so they're all the, part of the problem.
2: Who wants, <laughs> wants to fix this broken team?
0: Right. They were all part of the problem. All of them came in uh I think I heard Rick Venturi say it the other day. Or not. It wasn't Rick Venturi. I think it was actually Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee said it. He said, how are you going to hire Gus or John Fox as the interim head coaches when they just came here? They don't know the culture.
2: And we've been losing since they got here. So why would and, it make the, sense uh, to put them as interim? Part, Another part he said he said that both of them coaches is has been losing as head coaches, which is why they're here. Bingo. <laughs> so so there was there was a lot to it, and uh, and just like Zach said, uh, a lot of it was what he said. Uh, some some media personnel have been bringing that up about what he's been doing, and he's been talking about a lot of these teams all year. So we should be able to see what um, Jeff can dial up for these guys and and have out there. He's also. Uh, he also is missing a few key players, so um, we'll see how he has to cover for that. We'll get into that in some other segments here.
0: <laughs> so Chad says, "What about Joe Thomas saying it's disrespectful?" But a couple years ago, he said he put his hat, his name in the hat for head coach. Oh, oh Chad, Chad!
2: Chad, thank you for the comment there. I called it out because I heard it on Pat, I the, uh, the day after it happened, and uh, Joe actually commented about it, and he said, "Uh." I, I can't even lie to you. I don't remember because I paid like I, I half-split attention to it just because I thought Joe Thomas was the biggest uh, douchebag for what he said after that, and even though the fact that he put in a, um, his ticket for the head coaching job of the Cleveland Browns because you sit there and say it's the most disrespectful thing. But why does a former player apply for a franchise? Because they used to play there. So I thought that was crazy that he sat there and took that route, even though he had did it. And uh, like Pat McAfee said, he's doing it for the, the puppets of the television show that, that wanted to get some uh, tweets out and get some numbers running up. And I, and I think that would that's what it was. I don't exactly agree with Cowher either. I, I, I don't know what was
1: Cowher thinking when he said all that either. That was extremely uncalled for, I, not, not very characteristic of him.
0: Uh, I I don't understand, you know, and here's the thing, right? Half those guys were either coaches or players, right? None of them went to college to be sports journalists. None of them worked way up the the field to be a sports analyst, but they got the job because they're players and coaches. But yeah, you have people who literally never played or coached the game, but they're very good at, analyzing or they're very good at being a sports journalist and they had to work their way from the bottom to the top, you know, and they, they got passed over for these guys who coached or played the game with no experience as a, as a sports journalist.
2: Yep. I was just thinking about that thing about from all the people that uh, you sit here and look on TV. I look at all the CBS reporters. You look at good morning football, Devin McCourty is on there. Well, it's like, how did you get on there, bro? And, uh, he's on there replacing um, Nate Burleson who then went over to CPS and whatnot. And it's just like, well, is I I bet you there's a reporter or a writer or somebody out there that's pissed off that you got to jump the line because you're a former player. Like we look at ESPN. You don't think there's plenty other Dan Graziano's out there that want to be in the position of a, of a, of a, uh, Bart Scott or something like that. Like it's crazy how they sat there and reacted to this. And, um, I felt like a lot of it was disrespectful, especially from some of the former coaches and players to so not just be like, wow, because you ask any player out there, even Reggie Wayne said it. Um, Devin McCourty said it himself on Good Morning Football. If they came and asked me, would I take the job? I'm saying, hell yeah. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. I mean, if
0: Jim Ursay called me on the phone as, as an Army recruiter and said, hey, man, you want to come be the head coach of the United States? Cold, yes, I'm taking it.
1: I think the whole situation is unique you too even though. To pay like, me a lot. I, I don't think I don't What's think up, many other players
2: I don't
1: think many of the players could, could step in and be like this. I think that our situation is more unique than others. I think we have a lot better roster than other underperforming teams too. So I don't think that this I don't think that this type of situation will work with every team. I don't think that Joe Thomas could fix Cleveland Browns. You know,
2: I don't I don't think no, Cam Newton can so, come coach so, the
1: Panthers. <laughs> Joe the Thomas
2: clearly couldn't fix the Browns because he couldn't fix them when he was playing there. Right.
0: And, <laughs> so, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Right. Um, Houston even said that they hired supposedly. This is reported by their insiders. They didn't even want to hire the coach that they have now. I don't remember who uh, it is, it but Texas, I think it's I think it's yeah, Smith. Houston. Yeah, they didn't want to hire Lovey Smith. They no. wanted to hire McCown. But they didn't hire McCown because they didn't want the backlash. Uh,
2: I think I'm. uh, I I didn't know that. Yeah, that's coming. I remember. I I was reading a bunch of. I remember that um, the uh, the GM uh, Nick Casario for the Texans. He wanted the former head coach. I forgot his name. That was there before Lovey Smith this past year. They wanted him to hire some people that they wanted to bring in onto his staff. Kobe, right. yeah, Cully, Cully. And uh Matt, that's when me and you had that conversation because I thought it was a race thing. And then you were like, no, hold on, let's think about this or whatever. And I did more details into it. And they just wanted to hire some staff that they thought would help him be more productive. And he wasn't – he didn't feel that. He wanted to keep his own guys that he had on staff. And so they chose to part ways. And I thought they chose Lovey. So right, no. So exactly what I was –
0: what I was reading uh, this past week um, was that some insiders were reporting that Houston didn't want to hire Lovey. They didn't want Lovey to be the head coach. They chose Lovey because of the Brian Flores situation that happened, and they they actually wanted to hire Josh McCown. And they got concerned with if they were to hire Josh McCown, they would have taken all this heat that we're taking, pretty much.
2: I must have missed that story. So they I took mean-
0: so they took Lovey Smith. It kind of ah. settled because of the media.
2: Well, then if that's the case, I'm glad we got the owner that we got and he'll take all the heat because he's been <laughs> laughing about it and he's been all over Twitter. It. Yeah, yeah, The owner <laughs> has been laughing. How about
1: say, uh how about us beating <laughs> Las Vegas so bad they can't even fire their coach now? They're so broke. They said they're <laughs> verbatim stories. cash, cash, liquid cash poor. They cannot move a coach at this moment. So they're literally stuck not. with the coach. Imagine wanting to be the coach. They're they're considered, considered, right now they're still they're paying hard. Gruden.
2: They're considering releasing their car next season because this is how bad their team has been. <laughs>
0: they, they they can't they can't even they're still they're still paying Gruden because they fired Gruden. They're still paying him now. They're paying Josh McDaniels. I don't understand why they hired Josh McDaniels to begin
2: with. I mean, he showed yeah. that he can't be a I mean, head coach years ago. after his situation with the Colts. I don't, I don't it wasn't that. even that. He was a head coach before, and he said, so- "Yeah, no, no, I'm I mean, I understand the second chance, but I'm just like the way you did the Colts. I don't really feel like a, another guy should be able to get that opportunity because there's plenty of viable head coaches that should be able to get an opportunity <laughs> after that." Hey, uh, let's get to Dan Knight' came, uh, uh, comment real quick here. He said, uh, "Have you seen the media reports that say Reggie Wayne said if he would have asked, if he would have been asked, he would have took the head coaching job? He would have taken it. Yes, um, I did see those comments. I have seen that he would have taken it." Um, I don't know if I can necessarily say how Reggie would have been as a head coach. I think he's a pretty fiery guy. I think he could have probably had the same kind of opportunity as the, as uh, Jeff Saturday did. I think the more difficult. So part is, is, is how he would have been able to fix the O line. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can say it either way. I think Reggie's just as a qualified guy as, as Jeff. I think, I, I don't know if maybe Jim didn't want to put that on Reggie since he was already on the staff and, and Reggie came out and said himself, if he would have known the team was going to be in this much trouble, Uh, To Frank Wright directly, he said if he would have known the team was going to be in this much trouble, he never would have taken the job. Um, And he's been doing a great job with the receivers. So I don't know exactly how I would have felt about that when I like the work that Reggie's been doing with the receivers. Um, And then also Scott um, Milanovic, he actually was uh, offered to be uh, the play caller um, first before our guy Parks was offered the job. And Scott uh, turned uh, the job down for anybody who didn't know. That's awesome. And yeah. plus,
1: and, and Scotty and Scotty Montgomery having changed so much, I think, shuffling pieces in the running back room, I think he has his hands full at this point to even step in, you know what I mean? Um, that running back room looks different every week outside of JT, so I don't think appointing him would have done us any well either.
0: Agreed. Chad says, how gratifying was it to beat McDaniels after his shady deal, accepting head coach in Indy, then dipping? Plus, was Saturday's first game, two-time win for Indy. I agree. I mean, I just think it was good to get the win after, you know, uh, dropping three in a row, two away. Um, just taking that win, man. Because honestly, if you look at it, like, that was our best all around performance that we had all season. We had a pretty good performance blocking against Washington, but I think this game all around came together. JT being able to burst one of the big ones. We've been waiting for that big one all year. All year we were waiting for it, and it was so good to see it. It So good to cheer. And at the same time I'm talking about it, I'm going to go ahead and put it up. Um, But it's just – it was so satisfying. Josh McDaniels is a dumb-looking dude to begin with. He's not a good coach. He's a – I mean, offensive coordinator-wise, he had it easy in New England. In I
2: don't opinion. even uh, – honestly, I've never even seen him as a, a legit great play caller or anything or offensive guy. Like, I think you, you had you had a Hall of Fame quarterback for freaking, packs. I think, uh, 16 years. I think they were together or something like that. Let's, so, let's, I, let's, I really- let's,
0: let's talk like this, right? Like – How many of those coordinators or assistants to Bill Belichick had gone and left New England and been successful? None. None of them. Bill O'Brien, he was an offensive coordinator. Joe Judge. Joe
2: Judge. (laughs) Uh, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, they all ended up back in New England because they couldn't. All of them. They couldn't hack it.
0: Josh McDaniels is going to end up
2: back in New England. Yep. Uh Another comment here, Zach saying uh, Raiders really might cut Card. Honestly, I hope they don't because I don't want us to band-aid another QB. So I hope they—it's not something the route that we're we're not sitting there uh, looking into. Then, uh, I'm
0: drinking Jim Beam. Ash. Uh,
2: Jim Beam every time. Ski. And then uh, time. Chad says, and the media is saying Indy should make make a play for him. Isn't that how we got in the situation of the QB carousel? We need a young QB to learn and play Colts football. Chad, I 100% agree, man. Me and Matt, me and Matt, and Damon, and and Trev, and the guys have talked about this at nauseum. We should have been tried to, you know, find our young quarterback. If you go back the years when we had, yeah, um, Sam Ellinger, and we had the boy uh, Jacob Eason competing. Um, for a short time, um, and we went out and traded for Carson Wentz. I think that year we should have just let those guys competed out and came out with whatever record we did, and we should have tried to get a quarterback then. So there was we the block definitely was- we definitely can't keep this uh slow show going. Look at that block by Brayden. Look at that big, yeah, big oh, hole. Look at that. Mo almost missed that block. Like that was one of the only.
0: That I hated watching. I mean, long yeah, back.
2: it was but, great. Look at look at JT's ankle. It's great to see that he's healthy. And he has that speed again. You know.
0: Look at that block down though. Like that whole defense was just
1: pushed. pushed. That, that, speed. that Oh my goodness. That speed, what worried me. I, I, I was so worried about him coming back with the speed and to yeah, see him outrun speed. outrun a trailing safety. I was like, Oof. yeah. That's here's, what I was saying. I was like, I
2: was just hoping he was healthy.
1: And
0: I've always said that I, I'm not a fan of re-signing running backs, but if we don't re-sign Jonathan Taylor, I'm gonna be pissed.
2: No, he's he's still young enough. You give him a, a three to four year deal, and, and you chalk that up. And I say, I want to say, if we when we do re-sign him, I don't want him in that high market. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want him in that that uh that uh CMC Derrick Henry uh, Zeke. That 15, 60 million dollar range. Let's keep him around that 12 to 14. And I think JT's a humble enough person to where he would accept that. So I would hope that would be the case. And yes, Mac. Uh, big taping hole. Credits <laughs> to Pat McAfee and the boys. Yep. <laughs> I wanna I wanna say
0: uh, Chad says, Yeah, we talked about the draft last week, not a whole lot of availability where we stand at 15 overall. What current younger QB be a good fit what about dude from tcu is he coming into the nfl next year yeah, yeah max he, duggan
1: uh, yes he is. he is he's a gamer but um decision making for me is kind of what worries me this is that a virtually good season so and this is he's a fifth year too so yeah yeah he's coming in he's coming in a little bit older than most um he's coachable he's a dual threat uh but if we if we're gonna start off here, I'll give my opinion. I think it's Bryce Young. Um I know the height brings me some brings some some worries. Uh but when when I think about
2: coachability and just being able to come in day one, make an impact and grow with the team, I'm taking Bryce Young. Yeah, uh Chad to answer your question, um anybody who's talked to me or kind of knows, or actually if you look in a couple of the, the posts, I think I've seen some on Colts Nation people talking about what we need to do. Um uh, i just think it, there's there's three key locks that uh you you can get at qb if you want to kind of um put your franchise in a different state far as young quarterback that can get it done and my three would be um caleb or not caleb my bad uh cj Stroud from ohio state and the reason he's my number one is because his size he's six four he's 217 um this is a bigger quarterback who i can trust the, the ability he's been great in the passing game and then you give him a running game and a defense to play with and i think he's easy quarterback to develop number two would be uh Bryce Young the reason Bryce Young is my number two he would be my number one if he was bigger so he's a smaller quarterback only six foot and like 195 pounds I'd say um those quarterbacks are just tough with their durability but I think he could have like that two effect and I still think as far as any of the quarterbacks in in this class he's pretty much the, the most developed as far as uh, up here wise and then number three would be um uh, Hooker. Hooker from Tennessee. Uh, I think the guy is is really good. He doesn't turn over the football, um, and he can be a really good quarterback. So those are just the three that I have. Um, and then there's also some other names to just put out there. But this class has a lot of quarterbacks that can do some things. And then I'm also a type of guy that I don't like the the uh, like the Mac Jones perspective. If you look at uh, you got low ceiling low floor or high floor for a quarterback. I don't like that. I'd rather go high ceiling um, with a potential low floor because of the fact that you can see the growth and the development pretty much if you look at the way of a Josh Allen. So high ceiling is what we want. We want a guy that can grow to be great. Matt, you had any other comments on that one? Nah, I nah. I think I think yep. uh
0: honestly to be 100% honest today was the first day I actually sat and watched college football and t- TCU and Baylor was the game I watched that was the first game I watched and that was a hell of a game um I like that quarterback at TCU um that guy's has got a Duggan.
1: cannon yeah I don't I can't remember his name I know it's those, Duggan, but those those dude's two got throws, a cannon those two throws in that drive bro we we need that that last drive of the game, he yeah. really went over the middle for twenty-five and just, yards. And,
0: and just just to think about the fact that he was missing his his two star wide receivers, and he still was able to pull out that <laughs> win on that last drive. I mean,
2: yeah, I think I think the dude's a gamer, bro. Uh, what I saw from, I think he really just has like, I, I hate when people say like the clutch gene and stuff like that. Like, uh, I just it's just when I saw him play, I saw a guy who made great decisions, a guy who was accurate. A guy that knew that knew the down and distance to go run and get you a first down. A, a guy that was just he was just smart when it came to critical smart. football plays. Right. And that's what I liked from him. I'm not saying I'm sold on him. Honestly, I had that was the first game I watched from him as well. But just from what I saw from him in that one game, he just looked like a guy that was in control and knew what he was doing. Right. And and, and the um, reason
0: and the reason I brought him up was only because everybody else is talking about CJ Stroud, Bryce, Bryce Young, all those guys that are gonna go in the top ten. And it doesn't seem like the Colts want to lose out for that top 10, right? So, they the, you know, they asked, what if we were in the 15 and up? Yeah, and that's, I was just about, that's a about kind to say
2: me to the next comment right here that Chad said. Chad said, uh, but both Stroud and Young would cost too many draft picks to uh, to move up. Hooker may be available for us. And Zach uh, responded and said, yeah, but a price you'd be willing to uh, to pay to get their guy, so it depends on what guys, the price
0: is, in my opinion. When has I, when has I being conservative
1: helped point. us? Like when has When, <laughs> it being when, is, when has it done us any good? There's
0: there's there's three guys on this roster that we would have to pay, right? There's three guys on this roster that we have maybe, to pay. Maybe a Shack, DeForest, or JT oh. to move them. We would have to trade somebody. We're not just moving a bunch of draft picks to move up. Right, we would have to move a per- a person, and those are the top three players on this roster. I mean, I know Shaq is out the rest of the year, so he's going to be questionable t- to other teams. Or, to begin with. Yeah. Right. So, so then you got DeForest, JT. I mean, Grover. Those are guys we don't want to
2: lose. Yeah. In my so, opinion. so, so I. I'm the type of person like if you look at the recent trades that have gone on in history, you look look at the Russell Wilson trade as a prime example. Oh. You trade for a guy that's older, and you give away your future. You give away draft picks, and now you're stuck with a guy who's not good. You're stuck with a guy that has an average offensive line. So me, I'm pretty much of the correspondent. Like you got to think about what's best for your team as far as moving up wise. Now, if you got to give a, like a first and you know, a uh, 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 two first round picks to move up and go get a guy. I feel like that's totally reasonable. You start getting to the third, uh, three first-round picks, four first-round picks, and multiple picks to <clears throat> go get a guy like the 49ers. If you look at their situation, they give up three first-round picks to go get Trey Lance, who is now has a broken ankle. And he uh, pretty much hasn't played in four years. Or you think about the Packers, who drafted a guy, Jordan Love, number 26th in the first round. And now they are pretty much got to decide, do we want to pay this guy or let him walk? And they haven't even seen him play. So my thing is, depending on my, my price, depending on what it be, it'd it be two first-round picks if I'm getting C.J. Shroud or Bryce Young because I think those are two guys who can change and elevate your, your franchise. If you're trading up for anybody other than that, depending on where your your pick is at, then I would say No. Um, but I'm also – I want to just let you guys know I'm not all in on the QB talk just yet because we still have four wins. We're right in the thick of things. Um, yeah. Hey, and we might we might end up with the 25th overall pick, and and I don't believe we should take any QB. quarterback at that, at, at, yeah. that, at that pick. So
0: At that point, then you just keep Matt Ryan. If we win, we make the playoffs. You keep Matt Ryan next year, hey. and you just build around him. Simple as that. I, mean, nice. say,
2: I will say – the, the in that case, worst case scenario, like if you guys think to, to the Eagles situation, I would take a quarterback like an Anthony Richardson or a Hendon Hooker if they're late in the second round and build them just like a Jalen Hurts. Packs. That's what I will say about Packs. those type of picks. Uh
0: to answer Troy, how would you feel how would you guys feel about a D two QB? Uh no. No, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel good about those. I don't even feel good about Carson Wentz. You know, Carson Wentz and uh, Trey Lance, both of them played at North Dakota State uh, University, and, and it's not. Te- I don't. I don't think it's a Division two, but it's not a competitiveness level. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was just saying their,
2: their their issue is is they take too long to catch up to the speed of football. Right. So the time right. when you see those players get good, it might be year six, seven, eight when they're already like. It'd be like a Geno Smith situation where it takes him too long to get uh, better. And then this I just second. want to answer one thing here. Ashley said, uh, but you love Will Levis, LOL, just kidding. Um, I just want to let you guys know, I am totally out on Will Levis. Whoever is a Colts fan, whoever is a writer, anybody that sits here and write about Will Levis, I do not want him. Um, I, I promise you it will be... Uh, pain and torture for us to go down another QB road of a quarterback that would just be average at best and would never get us nowhere. I don't want us to waste that pick.
0: Uh, I want to say hi to Kate. He says, hi, hi, Kate.
2: <laughs> What's um, up, man?
0: I do. I do agree with uh, what Zach says here. Uh, we get a late round pick to go uh, receiver or left tackle. And I agree with that 100%. Um, the
2: receiver or left.
0: I mean, I'm okay it, with not honestly, even
2: going receiver in my uh, opinion. If you just go, go cornerback
1: tackle, yep. Cornerback or left tackle,
2: I go cornerback there personally myself, just because I think Bernard right become. Yeah, I was gonna say cornerback or edge rusher would be for me personally. I don't think we need any receivers unless you're deciding on thinking about a Michael Pittman Jr. or a Paris Campbell. If you don't really feel like they're your guys to let them walk or something, but I think you gotta go corner. Because Isaiah Rogers has been in and out of the lineup. And then they're like doing whatever they're doing with Brandon Face on. Um, Stefan Gilmore getting old. And then look where we are right now with the uh, pass rusher. And so uh that would be yeah. my two things to go cornerback and pass rusher. And this I class, mean, this class. I, I don't care what nobody tells you. Some people may say it's not deep. There are a lot of Three good corners in this class and if some if we don't if we miss out on an early shot at a, a young corner in this draft class i'm gonna be disappointed
1: you gotta make the team better if matt ryan is not the quarterback in two years so matt quarterback matt, matt ryan is the answer next year we gotta make the team better in another category other than qb so i say left tackle if raymond ends up balling out edge rusher anybody that can add a little bit more depth
2: and solid depth and Damon means in the late round there, late round at QB. He means late round. If early round, then we're all assuming the quarterback. But he T- means T- if, if we're late and we're still solid. Exactly. I want to.
0: I want to answer Ashley. I think. I think TCU has a uh, lot of good players. I do want to say Baylor has an up and coming running back, Uh the freshman number twenty eight. Don't remember guy, his name.
2: The guy that took over for Brees uh, Hall. Yeah, it's dude. Hard. Dude
0: is about a hundred. I think so. He's about hundred and seventy five pounds, but that dude was already running people over that were about fifty pounds heavier than him. Yeah. Um he's he I, he he could be someone to look at in four years. Just <laughs> keep your eyes out for that guy.
2: Um
1: TCU's got Quentin uh Quentin Johnson, that's his name, the receiver. Oh, also I don't want
2: us to keep sleeping, but uh we need a right guard as well. So that's also uh Yeah, that's true too. Uh-huh. for us we're,
0: we're talking a lot of draft right now. Let's go. <laughs> and <laughs> and we're midway through the season. We're not even, you know Let's let's go ahead and move Ooh, on yeah. to the Eagles game tomorrow, right? This is this is really what what matters right now is, is, is the Eagles tomorrow.
1: Uh
0: I'll start with Damon. What is your key matchup for tomorrow?
1: Our offensive line and their front seven. Vice He's versa, too. I, I I think this case we win the trenches. I think Back. I think their their offensive line is the best in the league. I think what top three They're right now? They're number, They're number one. one. Our front seven, their front seven, and vice versa. I think this game is going to be one of the trenches on both sides. I think that we have the defense that matches up well against them. Um, but if we if we don't get off to a hot start on offense, uh, this is going to be a slug match. So uh, I think it's going to be both front sevens.
0: Okay. What about you, uh, D?
2: Um... So uh, my, my key matchup is going to be kind of similar to Damon's here, but mine's is literally just going to be a spotlight. It's going to be the edge rushers versus their tackles. Can we contain Jalen Hurts while mucking up the middle of this um, and, and trying to play against their guys? Uh, Jason Kelsey has been kind of banged up a little bit this season. I'd like to see DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart eat up inside. Um but we really need to contain Jalen Hurts, keep him from from getting outside the pocket, and then uh, letting our DBs kind of take advantage of some plays that that I think we should be able to make in this game.
0: So what worries me is not having Tyquan. I like that you said edge rushers, and I told you guys earlier in the group chat, Tyquan, I'm going to miss tomorrow. We're going to get a lot of headache on that edge when it comes to – because they run off the edge with Miles Sanders. They run off the edge with Jalen Hurts.
2: And Tyquan's playing better than Quiddy at still on the edge.
1: All
2: right, scheme-wise, man. what do y'all think it's gonna look like
1: tomorrow then? If this is the case, what do you think we're gonna play scheme wise? Very similar kind of uh, what we've seen previously.
2: Do you say in yeah, defense so or for the defense. Eagles offense? No, defensively, what are we gonna do? If it... so defensively, I think we're still gonna we're gonna be in the same scheme. Our scheme isn't gonna change. The issue is gonna be is who's playing there. And as we know about Yannick Ndakwe for his history, he's not a very good run defender. Um, and so they're literally just going to run at him and uh, possibly Cameron Klein um, pretty much all day. So uh, we, we could maybe see some overload blitzes out there. on those edges maybe. Um, I know uh, Ashley had mentioned earlier in the chat that we may see uh, DeForest Buckner playing playing out on the edge. I personally don't like that just because I've seen Chandler Jones do it with the Chiefs last year, and he just didn't play nowhere near as well. So I don't really like that idea. But I think what you got to do here is you got to rush for, um, and you pretty much what your what your ends they're not going to pass rush. There, what you're going to do is they're going to fire up and they're going to stop about three yards short of trying to rush the passer, and then you're forcing those tackles back inside. So basically all you're going to do is compress the box the entire game and make Jalen Hurts play for the ball. Do you I think we load the box? No. 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 I would, don't I would, load the box. I don't think personnel-wise we can. I don't think yeah. personnel-wise yeah. oh, it 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 no, it no, ain't even. It ain't even personnel-wise. No, this is why you
0: can't load the box against Philadelphia, because they run out of the box. Exactly. They don't totally. run straight forward in the box. They run outside edge, man. That's you cannot yeah. load the box against this team. And the other issue is, man, is when it, when it comes to AJ Brown, AJ Brown is the inside the number kind of guy and that's one of our weak spots, man. So we really need to st- that's one of my key matchups is Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore needs to shadow AJ Brown. Devontae Smith the is whole good. Game. Well, yeah, no, whole game.
2: Devontae- say, no, no, no. I wouldn't say Shadow him. I, I like Isaiah Rodgers. With, with I don't. As well.
0: I don't. I like Isaiah Rodgers and all. That's cool. He's he's a great player, but I'm putting my number one corner on on their number one receiver all game. He's, hey, he's shadowed last week,
2: too, because yeah, last but week, about it, but you got to think about it. They still. No, yeah, but, but there's there. a thing.
0: no, because last week, like Damon's trying to say last week, Devontae Wait, Adams was killing us when Stefan Gilmore wasn't on him.
2: Isaiah Rodgers has a few few breaks. Yeah, he, he had, had a few to in the corner. Yeah. He in the corner but he Come on, the I, listen. It'll... I love
0: Isaiah Rodgers. I love him. But that the issue is, is that we need to have our number one corner on AJ Brown all game. Because was he was – when, when, yeah, when Stephon was not on Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams was fucking killing us last week.
2: Yeah, but that's different. He, uh, no, Devontae it's not. Adams, Devontae Adams is a different route runner than A.J. Brown. No. A.J. Brown He's so, a mean, better I get route it. runner. He's a better He's a route runner, runner. but A.J. Brown
0: AJ Brown, right now is killing physical. the NFL right now. He's more killing physical. it. You can't Stephon Gilmore has, has to shadow him. He yes. has to shadow him all game.
2: Yeah, but I think that's that's too tough for, for Stephon Gilmore to match on him for four quarters.
0: He'll be all right. the game. He'll be be all right. He's a pro.
2: We didn't even match (laughs) the pun. That's what I'm saying. That's why we need to pace him just like we did (laughs) the last game. I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah, so every – No, because –
0: what I'm worried about is we're gonna fuck around and put Facey on, on him one play just to try to that's what I'm worried I, about. Listen, I know
2: no, see that's why I, I'm specifically saying Stephon Gilmore or Isaiah Rodgers. But Isaiah
0: then you got Rogers. but then you have the possibility of putting face on, on Devontae Smith, and then Devontae Smith is killing us.
2: No, I don't want Facey on in the teams game. Teams. I'd rather put But he's
0: here. going to, to. If you're he, resting going if to you're to. resting he, Stefan, yes. gonna be in the game.
2: No, I'm just saying swap the sides of the field,
0: not resting. But either way, but either way. Way, if you're swapping the sides of the field, because Devontae Smith, in my opinion, is just as good as AJ Brown.
2: Yeah, but I'd like Devontae Smith if it, if we're in a crucial situation, like say we get to fourth quarter and we need some of those plays. I want Isaiah Rogers lined up with AJ Brown, but he's not gonna do that if he's been already doing it for for three, four quarters. And then you got Isaiah Rogers with a Devontae Smith. What's those it? match up well. But if AJ Brown the four quarters, they're not gonna they're they're not gonna make that call.
0: AJ AJ Brown kills us every time he plays us. And there's only one difference to our defense, and that's Stephon Gilmore.
2: Thank you. No. That's, well, that's, also, that's, also, <laughs> that's also Isaiah Rogers. Uh, Isaiah Rogers Rose. played! No, Xavier <laughs> Rhodes was playing on on A.J. Brown. But so did Isaiah Rogers. No, Isaiah never Rogers played, has never played against him. the— no, he didn't cover him. No. I'm, 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 a, I'm about 95% three. sure no, I can go I'm back and find him, film t- of Isaiah Rogers covering AJ Brown. You're right. going to find some small film. I'm telling you. <laughs> that still that same, that it still happened. Small means it happened. Yeah, but you can develop. Come on now. You move up each year. Nah, hell nah. Bro, had, no, hell no. Bro, no. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. I get it. We had, had it. Eberflus running that same cover three where guys just stick uh-uh. to one it side. It was two.
1: It was cover two. Oh, yeah. Cover
2: 2 And basically It Yeah, exactly. And so Isaiah Rogers wasn't moving. So, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I I like the Isaiah Rogers matchup with people. And, according to Here's... Football Focus, who I don't even really like, Isaiah, Isaiah Rogers is the seventh-rated corner. <laughs> Chad says he smells bad. <laughs> 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 hey, look,
0: look, for real, for real uh, You know who's going to really have a good game tomorrow See, that just we're like not even said
2: look, look, Peyton said right here Isaiah on Devontae and Gilmore on Brown And adjust from there Exactly I don't, want, I don't want Gilmore having that's to match what up That's we said yeah, No, but I'm saying I don't want him we... doing it No, I'm saying I don't want him to do it for four quarters For four quarters, that's a lot to sit there and try and mask Okay I, I, I mean, I get what quarters. you're saying. I get not what you're saying. It's not
0: going to be four quarters because Stephon's old, and you never see a corner shadow now, somebody. What you guys are talking quarters.
2: about. You guys are talking about that play that Gilmore's been locking up for us each and every week that he's had. That's when I want him there.
0: So so this is this is my thing, right? If it if it's if it's a one score game, we're in the lead and our defense is on the field with twenty
2: seconds left and there's one play to go. Give I'm me a more AJ Give time. Time. Okay, so now we're Every on the same page. Hey, Give, Give me your best. best. Exactly. Give me your best. Yeah. I'm your just saying time. not but for four quarters. I'm going,
0: I'm going I'm gonna say a name that no one has said yet. And it it's it's blows my mind that nobody even said it. Rodney McLeod. Former Eagle, how do we not expect this guy to not have a good game tomorrow? Because
2: I feel like the team is different. But AJ but no no, no, wasn't, no, 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 AJ Brown wasn't there when Rodney oh, was but, there.
0: But 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 Rodney, I mean Rodney's a solid player and he is performing. No for no, us. I'm
2: not saying he's not <laughs> solid. I'm just saying he's just the team a little bit different. He's it's just, only AJ
0: Brown that's different.
2: I mean that's a lot, bro. <laughs> that's not I really. That's not I mean, really that guy, much. This guy can have four. If you think Isaiah 100, can 100, stop him, it's really not that much. <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm i just saying, man. Rodney, I think, could have a, have a stellar game tomorrow. I
2: mean, it but depends we, if we don't keep changing our safeties.
0: Who we need to have a stellar game is Yannick. <laughs> that dude yeah, needs to sh- show us why the hell he came I, here.
2: Like I said, I told you guys in the chat, Yannick needs to show up tomorrow. If he Ailey, does not show up, I'm done with Yannick. Bro. I think
1: – I think the linebackers are going to play huge for us tomorrow, playing sideline oh, yeah. to sideline. EJ, think, EJ on, Speed on. is going to have a good game. EJ Speed this, will.
0: This year, Julian must be the deepest man on the field at all times, 100%, or Nick Cross, because both of them are sideline to sideline.
2: Chad is I'll making take- the prediction here that uh, Stefan will have two interceptions and then uh, we also have Bailey here saying 45 Colts Eagle seven. <laughs> Former for a reason,
0: because he didn't want to stay in Philly.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was another guy that was looking at Frank. Was like he thought Frank was going to be his guy to come over here and play. Uh, Dan is asking, is Zaire Franklin out? I believe he will be uh, a game time decision. And Peyton says, I think Franklin he plays. Sucks. No, Frank, Zaire Franklin does not suck. Peyton, I gotta
1: disagree with you. He he will play. Zaire Franklin will play. I if there is any Colt that I have became a fan of this season, it's him. Yeah, he makes some mistakes in coverage, um, getting beat sometimes over the top by a tight end. But that dude coming downhill has saved us on third and fourth down countless times this year and it stepped in uh for 53 when we needed him so i mean Zaire Franklin is might just, might be the most best might be the most underrated player on our defense. The, oh, the only, the defense. only reason, my
2: bad, my bad. Yeah. I gotta apologize to uh, Peyton. He said Franklin is sick. I thought you said he sucks. That was my bad. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I I think a lot of those players that got sick are all playing tomorrow. So including players like yeah. Lamar Jackson from Baltimore, the, I think the, most of those guys that got sick will be playing.
0: I think the only the only player on the injury report right now that I'm really concerned about is Braden Smith, and I, and I'm hoping he's all right and is going to be able to he, go tomorrow. He has, uh, uh,
2: he has a tweak in his back.
0: Yeah, hopefully that man just got a massage and sat in an ice bath. He'll be all right. But offensively, uh, I think I think to beat their defense is just to run the ball. Um, if you look Absolutely. at them statistically, they are I'd a bottom 10. Yep, they are a bottom 10 running defense, and we can run on them. As long as we block what we did last week, Matt Ryan – I, I mean, there are people who are predicting that Matt Ryan's going to throw 300 plus yards. I don't think so, man. I think he's probably going to yeah. throw the ball maybe 15 to 20 times tomorrow. If, yeah. <laughs> if, Old uh, if Matt Ryan throws the Ryan's I'm ball 30,
2: 40 times, we, we on a bad end. We,
0: yeah, we about to lose. Yeah. Uh, we do not want to be, uh, uh, pushing that secondary too much, but they're not good in the rushing game. So
2: Zach Davis said, uh, IDK, my guy. Um, I won't be mad if he leaves. Are we talking about Yannick Zach?
0: What's he talking about?
2: <laughs> he said uh, he was talking about. Um, he's saying if somebody, I think he's talking about Yannick. He's, I think he's saying he wouldn't be worried about it if he leaves because he's pretty much like an invisible pass rusher.
0: Uh, Peyton, I am not going to the game tomorrow.
1: I'm not either. I live in Reno, Nevada. I'm. Not I'm in. I'm. I'm in Dallas. So. Matt, are we going to go to the Dallas one or what? <laughs> I
2: looked
1: like, at those bleeds. That's, like that's like $600 tickets. Those <laughs> bleeds for Dallas are uh, 202 right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I can afford that.
0: <laughs> that. So I looked at tickets before, and they were already Maybe. so expensive. Zach is Maybe talking about, about uh,
2: Kenny Moore here.
0: I should have went to the Houston game with you. That would have been cheaper.
2: I don't know. I I don't think we can afford to lose Kenny Moore without getting some compensation for him. I think he's still a pretty good player. So if we lost Kenny Moore, I mean, he's my favorite Colt, but at the end of the day, I'd rather lose him and get something back for him rather than just lose him.
1: What do y'all think? uh, Do y'all think Naheem would have maybe still wanted to go or if he would maybe be more integrated in this offense? I know it's kind of, you know, still the – bones of Frank Reich's offense just consumed a lot. But you think Naheem gets some usage?
2: He's still here. I think he would. I think he would get some more usage. I think the tough part is really like now, if you think about how he's gotten traded, since he's gotten traded, uh, I think he's been over there for what, two weeks now? And he has he, hasn't a total, been used. he has a total of like four touches, four or five touches. So to see his usage still be the same and then him want to get traded – due to usage, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't get it, you know. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question personally, I, I think Jeff Saturday would definitely be looking to use a two-headed monster. He'd probably be telling Parks to get both of those backs involved, personally. Is, uh, is DJ back tomorrow too? Yes. He is. He is. That's yes.
1: huge. Yes. We got it. We, we are finally going to get to see that healthy one-two punch, and uh, we, we better be using it for for Every four, every every fourth down and anything like that. Nothing in mean, the shotgun.
0: I mean, it's Parks, man, and Parks literally called a game last week that we all wanted to be called all year long. Those quick throws, screens, the, you know, those misdirection runs. I mean, how many times did we see somebody pull yesterday or last Sunday more than we'd seen all more year? All yeah, all, I was year. Gonna
2: say, more <laughs> than all seasons. That's, that's we, nonsense. We, we even ran rushing plays that we haven't ran all year. Right. We didn't. Think we we, we called, uh, we've called yeah. like one wham all year. I think we Matt, had some four in that game. Alone. Matt was under center yeah. a lot, yeah. a lot last week. No more shotguns. Um, Chad said, uh, Chad said he, he thinks that was a horrible trade. Uh, honestly, Chad, I'm going to say no. I'm going to disagree there because Rocky Sin for us hasn't been healthy pretty much his whole entire time here. And then when he was playing DB, he'd either give you great coverage or a holding play. So I think if you have a chance to go get a pass rusher, a guy that's a 10-sack guy or 8-sack or guy. Let's say 8 because it's consistently been 8 or so. Um, that's the type of guy that you want to get. I think the problem with Yannick is – He's a sack guy and not a consistent pressure guy. And I think that's more so one of the things that I've really learned this year is you want a pass rusher who's like uh, like, like how they talk about Matt Crosby. Matt Crosby's not like a high sack number guy, even if his numbers are good on the sacks per se. Um, but what it is is he's consistently getting pressure. Like almost every play you're seeing him near the quarterback or in the quarterback's face. And I think that's the issue that we get with Yannick. Maybe he'll get some sacks, but it's not necessarily the pressure. You want pressure pretty much on like 25% of your plays if you're a pass rusher. And that's what Quiddy Pay was giving us, which is why we're going to be kind of hurting without him.
1: It might be a little bit too early to tell too, on top of on top of your point here. We're only midway through the season. He might turn this thing on. He might not. He may turn on the playoffs Per day we make it. So it's a little bit too early to say that trade was horrible.
0: Honestly, I miss Rock only because I liked his aggressiveness. I think he... I know that he got flagged a lot, but the majority of the time he got flagged was against quarterbacks that always get those favored calls. Those Patrick Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers, the Ben Roethlisbergers. Those those were the quarterbacks that were getting those favored calls because a lot of the times his holdings or his, you know, pass interferences, they were questionable. They were questionable. And the only reason those flags were thrown was because of who was throwing
2: that ball. That's it. How about
1: that, too, while we're on the penalties last week?
2: Massive difference. The I was just about to difference. say, those was a couple calls that were missed, but I was I was very appreciative that we actually got some calls because that's those are calls that we haven't been getting all year. Even do, on offense and <laughs> defense, too.
0: I do think yeah. we got away with one at the end. I'll I
2: think uh, Alec, Alec Pierce needs to work on a few, too, because he, he he always looks back on some of those plays, and there's some plays where if he just keeps fighting for the ball rather than giving up on the play as soon as like a DB touches him, he he get that call. He'll get the flag. Yeah, t- twice. I mean, those. I think
1: it was two balls he got targeted, left side, mm-hmm. deep, and uh, he got pulled to the yeah. ground. As soon him. as he, soon he as gets he gets soon
2: as he gets touched, as soon as he gets touched, he's like, "Where's the call?" Like, no, just play through the call. play through the foul. You'll get the call. Oh, uh, Chad.
0: Chad was talking about the trade from Heinz to Buffalo. I think if we would have traded him a couple years ago, we would have gotten more value. So I think we honestly waited too long to trade that. him. Yeah, I know. I put up Zach's because oh, Zach's okay. okay. going the read. Zach says I'm waiting for Paris Campbell to be lined up at. I don't think he meant QB, but and do no, something He meant oh, he okay.
2: meant that Wildcat, like a uh, JT. Oh, okay. Name.
0: Okay. Yeah. Replace the impact of Hines being used as a gadget type way. I also want to see Parks open it up a little more. Colts are going to need it versus Philly. I honestly think Philly, yeah, I think Philly can honestly be beat with a simple, with a simple
2: simple playbook. I do do. not want to see us open up anything versus this Philadelphia squad. Like if you look at some of their pass rushers, it's not even their big name guys. It's their rotational guys that really can uh, worry some of us this year. And, um, so I, I don't want to see us open it up and throw like 30 passes. I think our, our our bread and butter will probably be to that 24 to 27 pass range, maybe a little bit less. Um, but I think that's enough for us against Philly. And I want to say about 34 rushes uh, yes. as a team is what, what we should be looking
1: Let's. for. Let's see some consistency on offense before we start opening some things up. Let's see JT go for another 100 yards, 120. Matt completes 67% of the passes. Continue yes.
2: Checked. Might be a little bit too early into this thing. So. Has, has
0: anybody watched tape on Philly? Uh, a bit. I have.
2: I have seen a lot of tape of Philly.
0: Did you answer this question for my mom? I haven't watched any tape on Philly. I haven't seen Fletcher Cox is, uh,
2: struggle. at all. He's Cox getting up struggling. there. He, he's uh, so, their names. so a lot of things with Fletcher Cox is, is what's happening with him is, is uh a lot of teams are choosing to double Fletcher Cox. So it, it, it's 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 tough to match up with Philly because they have so many Mitch matches. So if you look at from their their uh oh She said no no. Is she talking about Mo Alley Cox or Fletcher Cox? Oh no. Mo Alley Cox? Oh Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Oh, that was Frank Reich's fault.
0: Okay, so, okay. You You
2: have a Fletcher
0: Cox on your team.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, the reason why Mo Ali Cox is is struggling is because he's a uh, 5th sixth six-year basketball player who uh, we kind of got sold on a little bit too soon, who we've never made a featured player. He has never been a featured player in this offense. There's never been a a game or anything that we have directly game planned for him, even with the two touchdown um, games that he's had in his career. And then we went out and drafted two tight ends, and Moelle Cox has just never been a featured guy. and He's also not a great blocker. So the problem is, is we're trying to mix him in, and we want him to grow to be the Jack Doyle type while he's also not being a featured guy. So that's why a lot of people, if you look at how they rate the Indianapolis tight ends, none of them are high because we don't have a featured one.
0: So with with with, with Jelani being out uh, tomorrow, I'd expect Mo or Kylan to really have a, a huge game when it comes to the tight ends. Moe's going to be on the field a whole lot more than usual uh, tomorrow because of Jelani being out. So Jelani's definitely been taking most of the reps from Mo Alley Cox.
2: Yeah, you're uh, if you're if you're looking for a fantasy tight end from the Colts, you're better off uh, picking up Kyler Grantson. Yeah, he's more of a receiving tight end, and has looked good. He is looking yeah, good. He, does, uh, <laughs> he definitely uh, has. Yeah, outside of the few drops he had, he's he's definitely been starting to pick it up. And like I told you guys earlier in the season, he had that 4.4 yards of separation, which is fourth in the NFL. So,
0: what guy from practice squad?
2: Uh, she's talking about um, Nikita, Nikina, something like that, tight end that we just pulled up. I forgot oh, he's, he's probably going to be on the field for yeah, goal he, line situations. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's probably going to get like three plays. Don't expect, a, don't expect honestly, that guy to
0: be on the field for downfield
2: throws. <laughs> honestly, if you don't have JT, um, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., or, or Paris Campbell, Campbell on offense, you probably shouldn't be picking up any Colts players for fantasy. Yeah.
0: Yep, or defense. You might want to pick up their defense. Not. I, maybe I, not I already
2: got already got the Colts defense. I picked <laughs> him too. That's my first me defense too. every me single too. year. And then I actually took a risk on Pam uh, Campbell this year, and he is bringing home the money. He gave me twenty last week. I'm loving my guy, and I feel I like if Matt, if Matt Ryan would have been there for that Washington game too, Paris Campbell would have gave me another game and went off. Awesome. I
0: had I, I picked up Paris. All right, not gonna lie, I picked up Paris in a couple of my leagues because he was left out. Um, I do have their defense and then a uh, the defense in one of my leagues. I play in a money league with one of my with my actual recruiter, the guy who put me in the army. I'm in a money league with him and I picked up our defense over there. So there um
2: go. and then uh Dan Knight says run game will be huge for us if facts. we can block for it. And, like and I, like we, we said. All, we all agree here. We all agree like, here. Run the yep, ball. Like, run the damn like ball. Like we, we need 34 rushes as a team or more.
0: Like like we said, we promised Matt Ryan uh, uh the number one offensive line and a running game and we weren't given that to him the first 9 weeks. He saw it in week 10 and I hope that that just continues. If we can continue that, I'm telling you we can beat anybody left. We really can. I mean the hardest three teams that we have to play left is Philly, Dallas, Giants. Maybe you can add Vikings to that, but I think yeah, Vikings are the biggest good. pretenders in the league. The only hey, player on some, that team
2: Somebody finally agrees agrees with me about the Vikings. I think the biggest I, I think agree. the best
0: I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's one of the better game managers game managers in football and I think Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football right now and could potentially go down as a GOAT. But I think the rest of that team is just a bunch of pretenders and they're riding Justin Jefferson as far as they can go. I think no, no, I, Ashley, I, I think this is Kirk I think this is, here. I think this is
1: Cousins. I think this is Kurt Cousins' year. I think our. all are I don't think it is. a little
0: bit. I don't think it is. I'm not sleeping on him because guess what? His best plays were thrown in th- triple coverage to Justin Jefferson and Justin Jefferson if, making if a play. You,
2: if you watch all them games, them 7-1 games, Kirk Cousins is trying to give the game away in almost every game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that, all right? Uh, all I'm saying
2: had a, we had a, we had a really good question here from Peyton. Uh, Peyton says do we still have Reich if we won against the commanders um, so Peyton that's a really good question and I find it tough to answer because of the fact that a, a win like a, a win covers everything like if you look at the NFL a win will mask how bad your team is the deficiency you have on your team uh, a unhappy situation a win covers everything um but to answer your question I'm going to say no just because of the way that we looked against the Patriots, the way we looked against the Patriots was so inept. We looked like a college team.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, all year, kids, we, not just, not we just, even just new
2: we, England. We
0: looked, it was, it was a, it, there were more games this year, Washington. We looked pretty good, even though we lost, we looked pretty good, but there were multiple games this year that we looked like a college football team. When we played Denver, we won that game by luck. It was yeah. a, we won that game because Russell Wilson made a terrible
2: decision. Stupid quarterback play.
0: Yeah, if he doesn't, if he runs that ball or somebody, you know, he hands that ball off. That's a whole different outcome, you know.
2: Or if he throws it to the wide open receiver that was coming off of the slant. Right, <laughs> right. Um, if
0: KC – you know, in the KC game, if 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 uh, Travis Kelsey doesn't dr- uncharacteristically drop, drop touchdown those touchdown. passes, you know, like those are those things that. That we won those games by were luck, and last week we did not win by luck. That's that's the difference between the Raiders game and the other three games that we did win. In my opinion. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
2: so yeah, Peyton, to answer your question. I just I just think Frank would have been going at some point. Hold on, I gotta, just, I gotta answer just this. Tough the way we
0: look. Yes, Zach. It's a new icy white Buckner jersey. Just got it in the mail today. It was cheap, man. I paid like forty bucks for this thing. You should have. Nice. Uh, you should have told nice me you were six. gonna.
2: You should have told me you were gonna wear yours. I would have worn mine.
0: Who Buckner, baby? Yeah, I, I needed a Buckner jersey, and and this one came in pretty nice. I got mine. I got like There's a, there jerseys. was somewhere I wanted. To, I wanted to. I got I like I got them.
2: like three jerseys for eighty
0: bucks. I Ashley, Ashley asked. I'm going up to this. Ashley asked, uh, JT, DJ, or Moss? I don't think Moss. Ashley, I don't want Moss. I Ashley, want Jordan Wilkins.
2: Ashley, I got to tell you, you got to take your bias away from the Colts. <laughs> if you see uh, JT in there, DJ and Moss are probably going to do absolutely nothing.
0: Facts. Uh, Peyton thinks the Vikings are more real than the Eagles. I think that's I just agree, what Peyton. hate right now. They already,
2: they, Peyton, I'm just going to say it like this. They already played and the Vikings look like children. Sorry.
0: Sorry about it. Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up to these comments. Here we go. A win does mean everything, which is why this week is a huge game for Indy. If we can get the W over Eagles, will give us all a lot more confidence in the season. That's 100%. I mean, I get it. We beat the Raiders last week, and we're all hyped up about the win. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, the Raiders are the worst team in football. Well, you saw what everybody was saying, that the Raiders were 6.5, 6.5 – 6.5-point favorites last year. You come week.
2: in and they should walk over Indy. The-
0: they should have walked all over us, right? That's what everybody was saying. That's what Vegas said. That's what the betting odds were. The spread was, was, was pretty big. And we came in there and we beat them in their own house. And we made their quarterback cry. And we made everyone question who Josh McDaniels is. So <laughs> – I mean, I'm just going to say that, right? We're not the worst team in the NFL right now, right? So um, wins do matter. But here's the thing. We need to step up tomorrow. Tomorrow is a huge
2: contest, so yeah, uh, to Chad's comment, I think he's kind of picking back what I was saying about when uh, hiding a lot of stuff. But I think this win would mean a lot more. This, this, I think this win tomorrow, depending on how we get it, if it's like the the win versus the Chiefs, where we just got some plays where AJ Brown drops the ball or something like that, and some 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 mistakes that you just don't remember, which could happen because AJ Brown's known that, to have brick hands. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little bit different. Now, if we go out there and we look like the better team. That win would mean everything. That mean that that win would change around this entire season for us, and it would actually, you know, what it would tell us? It would tell us that we have finally turned around into the Indianapolis Colts team that each and every Colts fan thought we were going to see when we, we got that Ryan, and that we thought this team would be coming into the season week one, and we thought we were going to be a dominant football team that can go out and beat anybody. So the key, the key on is how if we can get the win done.
0: Um, the key yeah. is to make Philly play to us. Exactly. Look we don't, like we don't want to sit back. Games. We don't want to sit back and play to them.
1: We need yeah, to if, force them to play to us. And flashing back to last week, that was the first time I've seen the Colts in two and a half years get punched in the mouth, and we fire back. It got to that point where we had a lead on them. They were catching up to us. Then they took it over on us, and we punched them right back in the mouth. Every single time. Seen it, I Yo, usually seen I that.
0: agree, and I'm glad you brought that up. That is a that is a best point that you – that any of us had brought up this whole game or this whole show last week was the first time someone scores a touchdown off of a turnover and we scored a touchdown right back we answered How about first half points every single time <laughs> first, first half points i mean what was it 10 13 yeah,
2: yeah 10, uh, 10, to, uh, 10, to, 10 10 to 7 yeah. and 10 the 10 offense to, was moving the ball we literally we it were was, all, it all it all was 10 to 10 like, 0 i oh got
0: no, it wasn't ten to zero. I think I think it was like ten to seven or some something like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it was just the fact. Like I agree. Like we we scored in the first quarter. That was impressive. That was about goddamn time. Uh,
2: Ashley, my bad. I, I didn't know that's the question that you were asking. Wilkins should be on there too. Then, if you're talking about uh, backs who will play tomorrow, we should have. Um, oh no, you know that's, that's, that's a good question. I think we might have all backs active. But if anybody's not active, it'll probably be Zach Moss.
0: Yeah, I th- I I personally want Jordan Wilkins, um, just yeah. because that's I've why seen I him. Marsh.
1: That's Matt's I, guy. He's gonna
2: defend Jordan Wilkins till the absolute end. I, I fucking mean, love Jordan Wilkins. I, mean, I, I like sure. I like I like Jordan Wilkins because <laughs> you put the guy in the ball, you put the ball in the guy's hand, and he's giving you four yards. So he's going. Not, he's going like the that. direction you tell him to go. And, yeah. it's an
0: and it's not only that. He's either giving you four or forty. It's one of the. It's one or the other. It's, <laughs> it's nothing less than four. It's, it's nothing true. more than four unless it's
2: forty, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's why I like the guy. Hey, hey, hold but on! But he quick, pounds.
0: But he pounds for that four. That's Zach why has, I like him so much.
2: Zach has a great one right here. He says Philly is the best team in the NFC. If we win, win versus Philly, I seriously think the Colts could go on a run. Smells like nine and seven Giants Super Bowl run for Indy. Book it. That's my hot take, Zach. I am with you, bro. Like I, I, I don't want to jump just yet, just because I, I want to see if this is going to continue. Because uh, as I you said, there's even a – yeah. Go ahead, man.
0: This is the most positive I've seen Zach all year about the oh COVID.
2: one thousand <laughs> percent. It, it is,
0: <laughs> real, and, and I'm really. I'm here for it. I'm I'm yeah, here for but, it. Um, Yeah, that's the most positive thing he said all year. year, year. Look at it. He even put the flame emojis and everything all year. He's been so sour and sad. And man, Zach, we need you to we need you to stop working on Saturdays and get back on this show. We need that. We need to see that
2: type of that type of comment live. Super hot <laughs> fire, but um, That's yeah, Saturday sports, energy. Man, I, I'm, I'm ready to say it, but it's just like I want to see if we can go out and do it and get the win because there is a stat out there for interim head coaches after interim head coaches get their first win. They are 11 and 19 in games after that. So. I want to see if this this isn't just momentum building up and, and beating a, a a pretty bad Raiders team. Um, so I'd like to see uh, if we can go out and continue this and get the win and go on a run. Even though we could we could very likely be better than that nine and seven Giants team. But we do decent pass rushers back though. Uh, we got Chad coming here. Do you think it was Brady or Reich? that was lull, or did it not matter and was just a massive shakeup to show everyone that it's all about the win and everyone is replaceable. Yeah. I mean, Chad, I think it's right. I mean, and, and like I said
1: earlier in the show, I think, I think Jim and Chris let Reich do absolutely everything that he could before he lost his job, changing of quarterback, got rid of the offensive coordinator. You let him call his own game, his own game plan. And he puts up the worst game in franchise history. I don't blame it on Brady. I think it was. I think it was Reich all the way.
0: Can I? Can I answer this question real quick? So
1: <laughs> I just see now. So if Colts lose to Philly,
0: do you give up on your team? No, so if, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Depends how. So if the Eagles lose to the
2: Colts, do you give up on yours? <laughs> because we're supposedly one of the worst teams in football. Just saying. Yeah, no, I I don't think you give up on your team either way because if you look at it one way or another, if you look at Indianapolis supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league right now, technically, and Philly is supposed to be one of the best teams in the league right now, technically. So if the Colts were to lose to them, they'd just be doing what they were supposed to do. But like Matt said, if the Colts beat the Eagles and we're supposed to be the worst— are Here's the thing. Up on the Eagles. Here's the thing. I've already seen posts
0: of Colts of Eagles fans saying, "Oh, if we lose to the Colts, we need to fire Nick Sirianni." I've already seen it. Oh my! I've gosh. already seen all those posts. Ridiculous. So I'm just saying. I mean, Philly fans. I, I know how y'all get. Come on now. I grew up in that area. I
2: grew up with you, mom. I know how y'all get. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you uh, to finish answering your question, there, Chad, to piggyback off of what Damon said. Um, I think it was a Reich issue. I think he just lost his fire for, um, I don't know if it's necessarily coaching. He said he still wants to coach. So I'm going to say coaching this team. He probably just feels like he wasn't given the best hand opportunity to, to coach his team. And if you look at it, he's had five quarterbacks in five years. So, I mean, even more than that, if you look at some of the guys that have had to come in and play due to injury, um, and uh, we just needed this shake-up, I think. And, and, yeah, pretty much everybody outside of players during the season is going to be replaceable. Um, and so I think that's what it was. I think this was just a Reich issue. I'll say this.
0: I'll say this. If Reich had Andrew Luck this whole time, we wouldn't be having this conversation
2: today. We would not. We'd be We'd be in the Super Bowl, bro. I mean, like, I think we'd have two championships, honestly, in the last five years.
1: There's if a, lot, being, there's
2: a of lot of things. There's a lot of things.
0: I gotta I gotta comment on this real quick. He oh says get the batteries, Philly CDP. fans. First. Philly fans are something. Hey bro, chill man. I I'm not an Eagles fan, but I am a Philadelphia Phillies fan. All right, I grew up in Philly, so all those fans are kind of the same. So I know how they get because I'm a Phillies fan. I get the same way. So come on now. Chill out.
1: Oh man, these comments are getting wild tonight. I love it though. I feel like this whole show we've been able to to kind of to interact with the fans here. Truly really Sculpt does a great show. The yeah, man. The as, if as they make it been- a game and look good. Yes, exactly, exactly, Chad. Um, I, I don't think we give up on our team if, if, if we if we lose in the shootout or if we lose in a in a tie game. I mean, I think that's going to show some more grittiness and and it, it will give us a further analysis of both the offense and coaching staff that we have on.
0: What I want to see is the consistency on the offense. That's it. I just want to see that offensive line consistently block the same way they did last week. I want to see Jonathan Taylor rush for 150 yards plus, if that. I mean, I'll take 120 plus. Um, I want to see him get 20 plus touches. I don't want to see Matt Ryan throwing 54 times in a game like he was doing with Frank Wright calling plays. I don't want to see that. That's why Matt Ryan was so successful last week. He didn't throw 50 times. I'm pretty sure he threw from 20 to 30, somewhere in that range. He didn't. He threw an average amount of times last week. That's what we have to keep doing. If we keep doing that, Jonathan Taylor touches the ball 24 times. Matt Ryan throws the ball 27 times. That's the type of balance we need. If that's the balance we get, that's how we win the game.
2: Also, uh, actually asked, was Matt Ryan really hurt? I'm also going to just debunk this theory out there. Actually, uh, I didn't really know before how to answer this question, but I'm actually going to tell you straight up. Matt Ryan is a 15-year veteran. Do we really think he's going to fake an injury for whatever this situation was? I think, you, I I think, think he so. was hurt. I think he I, was really hurt. He had the separation, and he had to work through it a little bit. Took a, <laughs> took a, a week or two off or whatever, and he was feeling better. Um, so I just want to answer that one. <laughs>
0: This is a good question from uh, Brock. I saw Jeff practiced everyone in the snow. What do you think his reasoning was for that? I think it was because he wanted to toughen the damn team up. I think you that's what callous,
2: it was. He want to callous your hand.
0: Yeah, no, I you- think I think what it was was it was a – you guys have been playing soft. You played well against the Raiders, but it's not enough. You don't get to practice inside until you show that you're tough enough to practice inside. I think that's what it was. harder
2: when you win versus harder when you lose. Right,
0: and, and you can tell – right, that Jeff Saturday was coached by Tony Dungy because that was a 100% Tony Dungy move to practice them outside knowing they're playing inside. And I'm here for it. I absolutely loved it. I think it was great. I think it's going to benefit us on
1: Sunday somehow, some way. Our guys need it. Our guys need it.
2: 100%. I think it's continuing to push. You know, Jeff Saturday came in and gave them that energy. And now he's showing you like, hey, we're gonna tough it out. I'm gonna be like one of them outdoor teams, and we're gonna be tough. somebody so that comes in this building to play, they're gonna be a tough out. I know I this agree. is early. I know this
1: is early into this one, um, and I'm kind of. I've been really conflicted about this in my head, which is why I wanted to bring it up. But Jeff wins this game. Jeff maybe wins four, four or five games for the rest of the season. Absolutely. I mean, do we do we consider keeping this guy? Do we so, do we still interview? Because here, but here's my thing. Really you quick, have to still why I'm interview. Conflicted. Here's why I'm, here. Right, but here's why I'm conflicted. We keep him. I, I think I think he's gonna do really good for us this season, right? But what if this guy falls flat on his face? I know it's so many what ifs. But then you're like, oh my goodness. Then you're gonna get the oh I told you so. Oh I knew this. We saw this coming. So it's just it's it's so weird. It's so complicated. I feel like with this coaching staff right now. I
0: definitely want to comment on that. Right. And I, th- yeah. I agree. I think, so the thing is, you still have to do your due process at the end of the season. Right. Let's go on, let's go on the idea that Jeff succeeds, right? Go, go seven and one, go seven and one. Hell uh, yeah, and, Jeff. And, and let's so say this we is a make a possibility. Like, this is right, a possibility is. here. It too. is. So let's say it happens, right? We still have to do our due process because of the Rooney rule. So we still have to interview other people, right? Other people. Um other candidates other you know whatever then we can still hire him you just still have to give your due process right but now my main question comes if if that's jeff is rehired years. does jeff keep parks fraser and promote
1: him to offensive coordinator that's such yeah. a good question so this, your it, question it, is the exact same it's the exact same thing that i said though what if he kills it what if he kills it for the rest of this year consistently and then falls flat on his face? You could have went and hired a a, a
2: guy yeah, that could see, have been a, a Hall of Fame. See, that's the see that's the, the problem with, that's the problem with all of this because if you think about a majority of the staff, a more, majority of the staff came on Frank Wright. So whether he goes 7-1 or not, a lot of the staff is probably going to leave. So then he has to go fall, find his own staff, which means he probably would fall on his face because, I mean – Basically, it's just gonna have a staff full of former players. Like, hey Reggie, stay and coach uh, the receivers for me. Uh, um, we got we got linebackers coaches. Hey Peyton, you're gonna come call plays for me. You know he's gonna have to find his own staff. So that brings me to my conclusion. I actually don't think Jeff Saturday is gonna be back as our head coach next year. Regardless of what happens, I think even if we were to somehow make a crazy Super Bowl run, I don't think he'd be back as our as our head coach. I think this season is gonna end, and he's gonna be like, look. This took a toll on me. This took a toll on my family. I've been out here coaching. It's been tough. I'm going to hang it up as a coach, and we're going to be looking for our next guy. But then on the flip side, you know, he, he could absolutely love this, right? He
0: could because he's been sitting behind a desk in ESPN, and that's not football. So honestly, he could absolutely fall in love with this. So I think Damon's question right now is 100% valid, and I don't think we're going to get an answer until about March, to, to be completely honest.
2: That's what I'm saying. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I I just.
0: I want to, I want to answer this. Actually Brock
2: says he, actually says he said he could be our line, old line coach. They've been asking for like two years, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I want to answer this thing. This, this from Brock. He says we go seven and one, we can still make it to the wild card. We, we, if we win hold, in hold the on. Division. Yeah, if we go seven one, we win <laughs> the division because I looked at I looked at the Titans' schedule and they're dropping at least four. Going the rest of the way, they still got to play Philly. They got to play Dallas, right? And they're gonna split with Jacksonville, because Jacksonville is no scrub. Right. I I can't remember who else is on their schedule the rest of the way, but their schedule wasn't easy. They um, play the
2: Eagles still, too.
0: Yep, they play the Eagles, they play the Dallas, they play the Cowboys. And honestly, the the Tennessee Titans have not beaten a team with a winning record all year. They are the most overachieving, overrated team. The only good thing about them is Mike Rabel. I have the most utmost respect for Mike Vrabel, even though Damon wants him to get knocked on his ass. And he says it every time. <laughs> David hates him, but I I have the I have the most utmost respect for
2: Mike Vrabel. I think he's one of the yeah. best coaches, and I think
0: we swung and missed when we went Frank instead. Yeah, of Mike. I was just
2: about to say that. I, no, we, we didn't we didn't go Frank instead of Mike. What happened is is uh, we interviewed uh, Mike Vrabel, and we've interviewed Josh McDaniels, and we chose. Josh oh McDaniel yeah, that's right. Mike Vrabel, and so Mike Vrabel goes and gets hired by Tennessee. Vrabel backs out on, or uh, Josh McDaniels backs out on us. so we have to go fire hire Frank. Cause you imagine what Mike Vrabel would do with these rosters that Chris Ballard has put together, bro. We we, we would a Super Bowl already. Bro. I hate thinking about it. I hate thinking about it. It just disgusts me that we. Uh, Zach says Jeff Saturday did say he's got a list of legit
0: OCs and DCs. He'd like, I to haven't, have I haven't, I
2: haven't seen that. Zach, if you wouldn't mind, cause you send that to me. So I can, uh, he said, it in it, I not it. he said it in an
0: interview. So someone asked him, um, has he ever thought about it? And he said he spoke with someone. I can't remember who it was. And they told him to make sure that he just has a list of people, right? They always kept a list of people that they would work with if they were coaches. So when he was working in ESPN, he said that he, uh, made a list of OCs and DCs that he would have if he were to become head coach one day. He did say it. I I it was in an interview. Um it came out. It was an interview of the week that he got hired. One of those first interviews when he became the interim head coach. Uh I can look and try and find it. I remember listening to it. It was a Colts one too, man. You can just go in the Colts app. I'm pretty sure it's one of those.
2: He said this is a press conference when he got the interim one. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, he, he said it. It, it was just Ashley, one of those things. Uh, Ashley says the Titans' uh, defense is overrated. I gotta disagree with you there. The Titans may be overrated as a team, but their defense is legit. I'm uh, their secondary
0: is overrated. Um, they're no, they're, they're not best. even
2: overrated. They're people out point blank say they're trash, but their defensive line. And their linebackers play oh, yeah. so no no they no, no. mask their secondary. Like, That's their what second- I'm saying. Their dude. secondary is trash. But trash. Until they play the Colts,
1: it. until they play us, and their secondary looks like. That was Frank fault, man. No, That's, Frank no, no. That's Frank Wright. That's Frank yeah. Wright. That's Frank Wright. That was Frank, Frank Wright, and Matt Ryan
2: wanted to be dumb that game. The Frank Wright was fucking retarded every time he ever played Tennessee, and, and that was the that was the game that I was said, we should have sat JT so a running back could have taken four carries. Why, Ryan? Why every time we play the, t- the Titans, Jonathan Taylor has ten carries? Why? Why? Oh, Why? hold on, hold on. Yeah.
0: I want to respond to this. Brock That's says, sure. Rabel is one of two Patriots I absolutely have mad respect for. Him and Teddy Bruschi. We're I hate like Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bruschi. Bruschi. I think Teddy Bruschi is the biggest dumbass that came out of football and went to be an analyst. Uh, I can't I stand love, that, I dude.
2: Love, I love Teddy Bruschi. <laughs> Ty from the Law. Ty Law is me. the guy
0: I have most respect uh, for. Teddy
2: Bruski came from my high school, so I, I – I, I don't like Teddy. Teddy. I think – I, I liked him I as a player, it, think, but once he starts Teddy, talking – <laughs> I think Teddy does say some dumb stuff, though. Yeah. He doesn't even but get players,
1: players names right and stuff you know, like
2: that. Either way, regardless. <laughs> like, I don't understand why every time the Tennessee Titans – Jonathan Taylor only has 10 carries. Go look. Go look. Go look back at the history. Jonathan Taylor either has 10 carries or he misses the game. And every time, it's irritating.
0: I don't know. And and then Titan fans want to be like, oh, we could stop Jonathan Taylor. No, motherfuckers, we stop ourselves. Like, we we just don't give him the ball. We don't give him the ball. You, you don't do anything to stop Jonathan Taylor. We just don't hand him the ball because every time he touches the ball against you, he's getting those four yards but he's only getting forty yards because we're only giving it to him ten times. We'll be literally like,
2: over five yards a carry, and we only give him literally every
0: time. every time. And it's so dumb. And it's like, it's and that's the, the real, why, that's the reason why. That's the reason why Derrick Henry averages over a hundred yards against us because we don't freaking run the ball. We pass the ball, and and Jeffrey Simmons is killing us in the pass rush. And it's just whatever. And Denico Autry. For some reason has his best games against us. I don't know why he hates us so much because we didn't pay him two million more. No, not even two million more. Point two million more. That's what I'm saying. Like that's some petty bullshit, bro. Danica is like thirty four years old. Shut up. Sit down, old ass man.
2: Hey, Damon. Uh, Ashley's asking me, would you be mad if we got uh, if we got Damon Pierce? That's
1: Damon Diaz. What do you mean, Damon Pierce? Like the running no, back? No, it's Damon. Yeah.
0: Damon Diaz from Texas. Oh, he read Is it wrong. Steve? That tequila, he put too I much tequila. <laughs> the, No, I thought
2: <laughs> I thought she was talking about the um, the Houston Texans running back. That's what I thought, but uh, Shaq Shaq oh, does she, not. Oh, oh, oh no. B. John B. John Robinson, B. John Robinson. That's who she's talking about. Yeah. No, who um, the hell would be mad at getting the guy? We,
1: we, <laughs> no, that's that's, no. that's not a need for us. We, 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 do we need a pass catching back? Yes, we need to go get Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. I don't there know that, yeah. guy, that guy. That from know,
2: Penn State, the kick returner, running back. That dude's legit.
1: You know, but what those we guys need are to easy do, to find. Those guys are easy to find. We we could find a Swiss Army knife back yeah, somewhere. You in the know,
0: you know what we need to do is we need to start running some formations like uh like Buffalo runs when they have that one tight end that's about a yard off the guard, it's about a yard behind the guard. The quarterback is about two yards behind the center, running back behind him. That's what we need to start running.
2: Uh, I know what you're talking about. We had – Zach is asking me, did I go to – not Rosedale, but, yeah, Roseville High School, yeah. So I actually went to that high school, Teddy Bruschke. He donated uh, money to build the entire gym there. Um, I was one of the strongest guys under 140 pounds at that school. Uh, But, yeah, I went to Roseville High School, the same high school as Teddy Bruschke. And then um, Brock Downer was asking, uh, or or kind of a question in a statement. Know who Shaq reminds me of, Pat Tillman. If Shaq were 100% this season, our defense would have won at least four more games. I agree. Brock, Brock, you're 100% correct. Uh, This is the prop. This is why uh, myself, Matt, Damon, um, Trev, and Zach, we've never had any issues with either our linebacking core or our running backs. Um, But if we have Shaq Leonard out there, we at least are. At zero at the turnover margin, um, with what his ability is to do on the field. So it'd be nice if we can get him back. I'm really scared he's gonna be on the verge of retiring due to this whole situation with him. So I hope we get him back. Um do but his, turn, his turnover ability is just what we
0: it's do. it's crazy that he said Pat Tillman. Do you guys know who Pat Tillman is? I Absolutely. do know who
2: Pat Tillman is. That is the, Man. the, when one, when of the I was- one of the one of the greatest humans to ever play football to go through with. Yeah. Him.
0: When when I was deployed, man, we had a USO named after him, and I, I every time they sent me on rest and you know to go rest for a couple days, uh, that's where I went was the Pat Tillman USO, when I would just sleep in there for like three four days, man. It was good times, good times. I used to see his big old picture in there. <laughs>
2: Zach said, uh, Zach said, culture run, um, student body left out of the wishbone with all the running backs that we got. We could. We could. We could and we I could, I agree we could we could run that or the wing T.
0: Or the wing T, <laughs> not even not even just that, man. Why don't we ru- We ran it last week. I remember seeing it last week. We do ru- we ran two running back sets last week where you had you had Matt Ryan back and shotgun and you had a running back on each side. We did run that last week multiple times and I've been saying why don't we run that I've been saying it all year. Like, we, we hey, have DJ, uh, we, have, we
2: have JT. That's something that defenses Peyton, wouldn't know what to defend. Peyton had a Pat Tillman question. Wasn't he shot by his own guys, or was that just a stir-up? I'm not not 100% sure on
0: how he died. I just know that he left him, came a Ranger in the Army. I'll look it up, find out.
2: Yeah, I'll have to look it up because I thought he was uh, shot by one of his own guys at a shooting range, but I think that might be somebody else.
1: What do y'all think? Um, you know, uh, uh, Accidentally friendly prediction.
0: fire in, in combat.
1: Okay, yeah. He, he was shot by one of his own guys.
0: Yeah, in combat.
1: <laughs> what do y'all think uh, score-wise, score prediction-wise tomorrow? How are y'all feeling? What are y'all thinking?
0: One second, hey Brock. Uh, what what branch were you in, man? But oh, go ahead. Uh, I I actually want to say uh, we're doing score predictions. No, locks
2: of the week. That's what it's locks. Locks.
0: locks. There we go. Oh, we're going locks. All right. Uh, somebody else didn't have to go get for the it. animation, Matt. Brock, I was in the army, uh, or I am in the army. I, right now, I'm an army recruiter, and we we work pretty closely with uh, with the navy. We're good friends with them. I don't know why it failed. There we go, boom! There it is. It locked for. There we go. Boom, 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 I was gonna try and make that sound, but nah, they don't have that sound.
2: <laughs> power T. I ran. Right. In the I ran a power T and a wing T. So what do you? What are your locks? What do you guys got?
1: Damon brought it up, so I know Damon's got one. I'm gonna go different with y'all. I'm gonna go Mo Alley Cox, two touchdown catches. Oh, oh, hey, that's funny because I played
0: the Eagles and Colts game on Madden today. And uh, Mo <laughs> well, Alley Cox had, had two touchdowns. touchdowns.
1: <laughs> had two. Had two. <laughs> I think I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have some. hey, how about the goal line stuff last week? Holy moly. Um I I think I think Mo Alley Cox is gonna get us some goal line tutties. All right, all right.
0: What about – well, I I think that's a possibility. Zach says you're high, but I think it's a possibility because Jelani's not here. Jelani's <laughs> out tomorrow, so Mo's going to get more reps, man, and I think Mo's going to step up. Mo had two touchdowns against Jacksonville. Or was it Tennessee?
1: That was against – that, Tennessee. 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 that was Tennessee. Tennessee. We, we lost. We lost the game. Yeah, we lost, but yes. we still
2: had two touchdowns. Yeah, of course, a guy scores two touchdowns.
1: Of course, any Colts career day.
2: That's, that's Frank. That's Frank, man. My guy has a day and he loses. Uh, Mom, I'm not drunk. Um, I'm the one that's drunk. This is. Uh... <laughs> All right. What do you got, D? What do you got? Uh, my lock of the week is going to be a pretty easy one. I think anybody could have guessed this, but JT will get over 100 yards rushing. That's my lock. Oh. Doop-doop. Yeah. I'm going to lock that up.
0: You know what? I, I
2: I'm locking I'm locking Buckner. Oh, I think With I missed two? my lock last week. We had two sacks, huh? Yeah. God damn it. I
0: called 3 and they didn't. I'm going two. I'm going Buckner 2.5 sacks. D-Buck, huh? You get Jason Kelsey.
2: Yep.
0: Yep, I'm going D-Buck, man. D-Buck is on something this year. Him and Grover I think they're the best duo of ins- interior defensive linemen this year.
1: Agreed.
2: Whoa. We got uh, Dan Knight says 180 yards, two TDs for JT. We got uh, Chad Holderfield saying Pierce with 75-plus yards and one TD. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Got, hold just, hold on. Hold on.
0: Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. You just go right through it.
2: I wanted to get to the one that I said, whoa, for That's why.
0: Does Does Dan think that this is all-purpose yards?
2: Alec uh, Pierce, I that Zach mean, says was, Alec yeah, Pierce he, that's gets – That was my whoa. Alec Pierce with seven. Seven catches,
0: 132, 132 yards, a touchdown, JT another 100 yards and two touchdowns, and Colts win, ugly, win ugly. 21-17. If, if Alec Pierce gets 132 yards and we only score 21 points, we got a problem. Oh, <laughs> hell no, hell
2: no, we ain't got a problem if, if the Eagles only score 17.
0: No, I'm just saying no, – no, they only score in the 20s anyway. They average pretty low 20s, so –
2: Hey, I like it. I, I
0: like it. I like it too, but what I'm saying is if he's getting 132 yards, he better at least have more. He, he, we better be up by more than 21.
2: Nah, that just means Matt made another stupid read and didn't throw it to the quick out.
0: All right, so then Chad <laughs> says Alec Pierce has plus 75 yards and one touchdown. Everybody's loving it. Uh, Kate says, Melissa, you're Matt's mom. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry for being so rude to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mom, I I'm not high. That was my high school days. Um, I'm not drunk either. Uh, Grover two sacks. I could see it. I think he's going to split one with DeForest for sure. Um, I think they're going to get in that backfield fairly easily. I don't. I just have a good feeling about this matchup when it comes to our interior defensive Uh He says yes. That's Dan says yes. It's total yards. Uh, I'll gladly watch an early 200-yard performance by JT in person. I would love that too.
2: Peyton says,
0: "Yeah, JT needs one good game, then he's a top seven rusher in the league." Uh,
2: Zach says, "Bro, Alec Pierce is fast as hell. Seven catches, 132 yards is easy as hell. I would agree, Zach, but that's against Darius Slay." Uh,
0: and the other issue is is that Alec Pierce does. Sometimes he doesn't win his battles. He he wins his battles. He doesn't win his battles as much as we would like him to, from the line of scrimmage.
2: <laughs> Melissa, your mom says uh, I think Damon wins this lock of the week. Nah, I'm winning that one because JT is the easiest guess for 100 yards. You see the jersey? That's the easy header right there. Hey, DeForest, 2.5 sacks. Right there. Gilly locks. Gilly up the locks game. up the game,
0: calling it now. Hey
2: Brock, we are hey, all hoping for. It. <laughs> I'm for it, bro. So,
0: and that leads us into our score predictions, right? Let me let me go ahead and send that one. Where's that one at? Uh, right here. Bang! Oh, that one didn't play in. Boom! There it is. There it is. Crew predictions. Score predictions.
2: Yeah, Zach says uh, Slay is 32 years old for a uh, corner playing at an all-pro level. So is our guy Gilly. Right, facts. Your mom, Melissa, Back. says 27-23 uh, Eagles is her score prediction. Wow, that is crazy.
0: So, all right, so since we're on score predictions, right, everybody go ahead and drop your score prediction you know what? in the comments.
2: I'm just going to ro- go right after reading your mom's because uh, my score was also 27-23 Eagles, unfortunately.
0: Wow, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, Damon. 21-17 Eagles oh <sighs> all right fine i'll be the odd one out i'm going 3127 Colts
2: I, I i hope we get that high but yeah with a I, with, I, I, last, with a last play
0: with a last play gilly locking down aj brown
2: yeah I mean I hope I hope we get your score prediction but I, I agree with your mom here yeah, man 27 23 I got the Eagles. It's a tough one. Uh I just think I think we'll look like a really good team but um I just think uh Eagles will have a little bit too much force. Your mom's calling you drunk again. My mom's crazy. My mom's crazy.
0: crazy. All right. She's been quiet all year and all of a sudden, because we're playing each other, she wanna talk smack. That's all right, mom. That's all right.
2: Got a couple of predictions out there. Looks like we got Peyton saying 2316. I'm guessing that's one Colts. We got Chad saying 30 to 27 Colts. We got Brock at 21. Uh, 24 Colts Ashley same 24 21 Colts even Zach is picking the Colts 21 to 17 the opposite of Damon there on the Eagles end. Else, we got in here. We got a night at 24 23 Colts. It looks like we have but a pretty tight majority. Threat. Majority is like uh going Colts, except for me and Damon. Me and Damon, uh, and and Mass Mom are the only ones going Eagles. So, oh, well, of course, he's going ho- Eagles. Hopefully, the majority is correct here.
0: <laughs> hopefully, you know, I'm just saying, man, I think as long as we keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket. As long as we keep them from being able to run on the outside edge, man. That I mean, and Gus, Gus has been a better defensive coordinator than Eberflus, in my opinion. I mean, he took this defense from what just a, a, just, a, a a ten, just a turnover defense. That's a turnover defense. Like we're we're top five without even being a turnover defense. We're number four. Imagine if we were getting turnovers.
2: Yeah, if we were, we're getting,
0: getting turnovers, we're number one. Melissa like uh,
2: Damon's score was a uh, twenty-one to seventeen Eagles uh mom the
0: names are underneath us all you gotta do is is read the names
2: oh i thought she was saying his score
0: which one is damon damon is i don't know
2: i I read that wrong i think that must have been me being drunk
0: (laughs) she she say which one is damon day uh i don't know what their view is i I
2: was thinking she was uh mentioning the score but yeah i'm demarco the cold everything Zach said, "I fully expect the Colts to lose fifty nine to three tomorrow, but y'all gave me hype, so I picked the Colts." Yeah, no, there's no way in hell we use we lose fifty nine to three. I couldn't. Nah. I couldn't the even Philly- imagine that happen. Yeah, our whole starting offense and defense would have to miss the game for us to lose by that score. Gonna I mean, I'm, the, I'm
0: just saying this. I'm just gonna say this, right? Philly really
2: hasn't beaten anybody. So yeah, no, they were the I, 2020 Steelers.
0: Yes, everybody's been saying it, and I agree. They're like the 2020 Steelers. I mean, they they went 11 and 0, not beating anybody, and then boom, they they start losing to people because of the Commanders, or back then the football team. You know, the football team was the first team to beat those Steelers, and then the you know the Commanders now are the first team to beat the Eagles, and all of a sudden it's going to be. It's gonna be a you downward know, spiral for
2: them. The unfortunate part about that is uh out of that out of those last five games that the Steelers lost, <laughs> out of those last five games that the Steelers lost, the only team that they beat was the Colts.
0: Sad yes. No, I think it was I think it was thirty one to six. <laughs> I think and we were gonna lose. <laughs> so- I was off, all right, man? I was a little sad. I was—I didn't know what to think, but now I'm more excited. In in his head, he actually
2: thought we were going to win.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. I did think we were going to win. Eagles are about to have a bad rest of the season, Mom. It's going to be great. Oh, she, she
2: changed it and picked me to have my lock of the week. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Anyone want to take a guess which offensive player scores for us first? My guess is Paris Campbell. I'm with you. 100 percent
1: Mo Alley Cox. Jonathan Taylor.
0: <laughs> go I'm, going, I'm going Paris too, baby. Let's go. Jonathan Taylor. I'm getting him on a
2: uh, on a 34 hey. yard touchdown.
0: And I'm I'm gonna make sure to I'm gonna make sure to comment on his wife's Twitter tomorrow too, just to make sure so that hey, tell your husband to score the first touchdown. <laughs> I like. Hey, I need. I got him
2: in fantasy, so he can give me a TD. I need you, Paris.
0: Hey, she likes all of my tweets, so it's cool. All right,
2: Paris Campbell yeah, no, no. likes all of my anybody, tweets. Anybody, anybody who talks good about her husband, she likes her tweets because everybody talks bad about him since he's been
0: hurt. Yep. Long. Nope. I, I'm always talking good about Paris on Twitter. Ever because I didn't get on Twitter until he started doing good, so it just kind of. Oh, we want to take a <laughs> guess on. We want to take a guess on Matt Ryan rushing. He's not going to rush. <laughs> Maybe he's going to have
2: four, four yards. yards.
0: That man is cramping from last week. <laughs> he's gonna Yo, let's,
2: let's, let's talk
0: about that. Last week he had about an inch from not being tackled by that dude to have a 70-plus yard
2: touchdown. The craziest part is why were guys taking so long to catch him? I'm sitting there watching them running. and I'm like, why are you not outrunning this guy? It's like you chasing your own kid. It's like, you catch up to him hella fast? They were just like, letting this guy scamper.
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on. Kate says, Kate, who's wild as fuck? All right? Is it me?
2: She's probably talking about me. She so, she's me. talking
0: about somebody. She said Matt. And then Harris. Then you wild as fuck. I don't know. Kate's all over the place.
2: Nah, Melissa, he definitely going to run from that defense.
0: Yeah, he definitely going to run.
2: He definitely 45 yards and two TDs not happening for uh, Matt Ryan, but it might happen for JT though. Hey, listen, I'll say this. When Matt Ryan ran that 39
0: yards last week, he did not look as slow as Peyton Manning running a seven yard boot. All right. Let's just,
2: we'll say that. Hey, he had that defense on full. He could have looked back. <laughs> Bro, he had no one near him. And then he, he had them thinking he was going out of
0: bounds and he decided not to. Did you see Did you see Kylan Granson's uh, locker room talk about it? I did not. I didn't <laughs> didn't. It was the funniest shit. That was one of the funniest videos because he was like, he was like, yeah, I, I didn't expect him to run. And then he was running. Yeah, and dude, then he, he decided was... not to go out of bounds. And I got
2: so hyped. <laughs> he thought he's, dude, yeah, thought Granson Murphy was like the best scrambling quarterback in the league. Yeah,
0: so. Oh, my God, man. I. Last week was a good week. I think Colts fans needed last week, man. We needed that. Big time. I mean the good
2: thing for us is Jim Merce keeps us excited about each and every week, so it could be something different, you know. And
0: I fucking hate Jim Merce so much, but I love him sometimes too. <laughs> this week I love him. When he was like when he was like, Oh, we're not uh we're not opening the, the roof. Uh, we're gonna fire that guy. I was like, what the fuck?
2: Either you scramble or I'm a bench you, like the Redskins. Bench start game three.
0: So that play design uh, was actually everyone going to one side of the field. And the way the blocking was, it opened up a hole for Matt. That's the only reason that, and that the, one worked. Yeah, and it, the good
2: part was the Raiders happened to be in man defense.
0: Yep, and, and they were in man. So
2: and they were stupid. When, it was like a second and long.
0: Yeah, so when all – no, it was third down, I think. It was third and three. Wow. Um, so when all those receivers went to the left side of the field, all the DBs followed. And then the linebackers did too because the linebackers were in man coverage. So there was literally nobody on that side but Ashton Doolin. So when Matt ran, Ashton Doolin was able to just Big block for him.
2: gaping hole. <laughs> Big Gaping hole. <laughs> I guess. I guess the good part was is we didn't have Sam. Otherwise, we would have had a spy.
0: Look, if let's say this, if if this whole Jeff Saturday experiment works, with from Jim, Jim Ursay has to go down as the greatest owner of all time.
2: <laughs> like he's, he's he, he'd, he'd have to be number two to Robert Kraft's six championships. So. Okay. Okay, but Robert I'm have
0: to
1: Kraft,
2: agree with you, Demarco. But, hold on, but
0: hold, on, hold, on, hold on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, if you know how that all that went down, right? So he, uh, uh, Bill Belichick was supposed to take the uh, New York Jets job as head coach. Yep. You guys know that, right? Yeah. And then I he left. It. He left a little note saying, "Never mind." Pretty That's much. That's why he
2: hates the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. The and jets
0: then people. he went to New England. Uh, Robert Kraft is being carried by Bill Belichick.
2: And Tom Brady, that combination, in my opinion. Hey, Brock Downer, hey, that's exactly why I said he said maybe he was right when he said he didn't know how to make sausage, but he could build a football team. And everybody laughed at Jim Irsay, but I tell you what, I did not laugh because I didn't like the fact that he used sausage. He could have said brain surgery or foot surgery or driving a bus or something. But it was a hell of a quote because I appreciate it. Now, look, I can't can't tell you how to make sausage. I can't tell you how to do anything. I can tell you how to win a football team. Exactly. My guy, Tim Listen, for one, that only
0: made me second guess why our offensive line was so trash because you're clearly not feeding them. If you don't They're know how to make sausage. About sausage, all you got to do is go to fucking Walmart and buy a package of sausage and throw that shit on the grill. Nah, I mean, it not still making- don't
2: tell you how to make it. You just throw that shit on the grill and no, that's pun. that's that's not how you make sausage.
0: Oh my god, bro. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, see my but, point. Uh, but, you gotta
0: grind it up. You gotta okay, it but uh, but yeah, but okay. So yeah, you you grind up all the extra bullshit from whatever fucking. That's meat what I'm making. saying.
2: That's why I said it was a great cold. Like what he should have said is, I don't know how to do brain surgery. I don't know how to tell you how to run the country. But I do know how to build a football team. So I'm going to answer this. Team,
0: I want to say something to this, all right, because I'm experiencing the Jerry Jones effect here in Dallas. All right. I live down here. You know, I recruit in Frisco. Frisco, Texas, is where the uh, headquarters of the Cowboys are, right? We go there and we eat every once in a while so we can feel bougie. Uh, we eat with the rich people and then they buy us food. I've been in their headquarters a couple times. I've looked at all their Super Bowl trophies and all that stuff, Uh, and all you five of them. Yeah, we've tried to. They don't even let us try and schedule some kind of event, right? We got to go to the Frisco Fighters, which is their Reno football team out here. But whatever. Um, Jerry Jones. The only reason the Dallas Cowboys are the highest uh, sports. Sports, all of sports, was because valued like franchise. The of, uh, no, he America's owns, team. he owns all of this. It's got nothing to do with being America's team. Jerry Jones. No, no, it level. does. No, it doesn't. Jerry Jones alone is rich, right? And this is why. Jerry Jones bought all of the land out here, right? So all of this area ten years ago was farmland. It was all farms. He bought it. He bought all the farmlands and he built this area to be like this high high-end city right he also developed a Dallas tollway that Dallas tollway was alone made for his players so that his players didn't have to live in the high-end city they could live out anywhere else they wanted to and then travel to Frisco to be able to make it to practice Jerry Jones alone is valued Six point eight billion that's why the Dallas Cowboys are the highest valued sports franchise in sports history it's not because of the team it's not because they are they are america's team it's because Jerry Jones is rich and Jerry Jones bought. Half of Northeast Texas.
2: (laughs) I remember them telling the story that they was named. They wanted to, uh, around the same time that the Cowboys, before they started winning the Super Bowls, they had this story out um, that was supposed to be uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they were winning all all those championships. They were the Steel Curtain. And they were supposed to be uh, the the America's team. And uh, the owner, Art Rooney, told them no. And Jerry Jones took that over. And that's why the Cowboys are the big story that they are. So,
0: yeah, they're the big story, but the only reason they're the most valued sports team, which is the reason why they are their, – their value is double the amount of any
2: other NFL <laughs> football team in sports. Uh, Ashley said, but they haven't won a Super Bowl since VHS. Yeah, see, so that's why exactly uh, if the Steelers would have accepted to term America's team I think they would have been as big as uh what the Cowboys are now. But
0: hey man, I mean you can hate on them all you want. Jerry Jones is still worth $6 Oh no, no, I'm not hating on I, mean, I, I don't hate on them
2: or I don't hate on Jerry Jones. I'm just saying that uh I think the Steelers made a poor choice of taking over that America's team logo, listen, or they might be the biggest listen, owner. he
0: ruined he ruined this area, right? I know a lot of kids, right? Because I recruit in this area for the army, so a lot nope, of these actually are like oh no, a lot of these kids are like, well, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't even have a mall. And now we've got, you know, four of them within 10 miles. You know, so it's like, it's ridiculous out here what Jerry Jones has done. Um, But that's the only reason the Cowboys. I don't know why we're talking about the Cowboys, but.
2: All right. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Dan Knight says, does he own the Cowboys cheerleaders? Well, actually, uh, the Colts were the first team with the cheerleaders. so. that's part of our history we started that so thank you we have a uh, we have
0: a good question here from brock with gus bradley being the dc do you think he will build our defense into the legion of boom 2.0 let
2: me me answer that question short and sweet for you no because he can't even start uh isaiah rogers over brandon face on
0: that's actually not true uh Isaiah Rogers has been getting 80% of the snaps over Faceon for the last yeah, two weeks.
2: I, yeah, it took him eight weeks to make that decision. No, he will no know
0: 2.0. But I think he will. I think he will eventually. When he gets over this obsession with Faceon, yeah. Faceon needs to go.
2: All right, well – Thanks, everybody. Chad.
0: Hey, everybody, I appreciate y'all coming out. It was a great show. All the comments, everybody, mom, unfortunately, including you and your Eagles love. Um,
2: Appreciate y'all for uh, for tuning in. We're going to go out and get a win tomorrow against the Eagles. Appreciate y'all for the support. Please like, subscribe, share.
0: Hey, again, 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 we are on. We are on Twitter, right? We're streaming live on Twitter. We're streaming live on Facebook. We're streaming live on YouTube. Uh, We are also on Instagram. And after the show, I will post this audio on Spotify. So if your friends want to listen, right, because there's a lot of podcasts on Spotify. If your friends want to listen to Colts content, that's not just the cookie cutter bullshit that most of the Colts podcasts put out. You can come on over look up kicking with the crew on on Spotify. It will be on there. You can listen to it on your way to work, listen to it at work, however you want to. Um I know a lot of people don't like to just sit and wait for the video. Um but if you do want to watch the video, this is will, this will be saved on YouTube. You can watch the video at the same time cuz we do share some content on here such as Jonathan Taylor's director's cut. Um we do a lot of different things, so all I want to say is beat Philly because That's all that matters. I just want to talk shit to my family. I want to be able to sleep on the couch tomorrow night. That's really what it is. I will sleep on the couch happily tomorrow night. The wife is an Eagles fan. So I will go to bed happily on the couch tomorrow. Um, you guys for tuning in. Again, always Chad, Brock, you guys have been here. Ashley, Kate, always. You guys have been the biggest fans here for the show, and we appreciate you guys coming out. Peyton. Appreciate you coming out, everybody. Keep coming out every week. Get your friends to come out. I mean, it's a good show. It's fun. All we do is drink. I mean, you see the big old Jim Beam bottle back here, man. All we do Not is drink and talk, except Damon because his girl's got him on a leash. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> and thanks, Matt. Matt's mom for coming through. It's the first yeah, time yeah. having a guest.
0: Thanks, mom, awesome. for coming out. The uh, chat thread again tomorrow. Of course, Chad. Uh Chad, of course, if anybody is in here that does not is not involved in the uh group that we own. So For the Shoe is our official group. Uh it used to be the title of the show, but we changed it because of possible Cop- uh copyright. copyright issues. But for the shoe is our group. That is the official Colts group for us. Um, If you're not in there, go ahead and go in there. We do post a game thread every week. Uh, We make sure we do that. So uh, it's to prevent having 10,000 different posts posting up during the game. Uh, We also turn off posts during the game so that you guys can just comment on on that one game thread. It just allows the conversation to keep going. So, yes, there will be a game thread tomorrow. Blue crew for the shoe. I love it, Dan. That's, that's an awesome name, man. That's cool. Join our Facebook messenger. Hey, man, go ahead and shoot us a message, and we'll we'll, we'll probably join that too, man. Just shoot us a message uh, and an invite to it. But, again, appreciate everybody coming out. Have a good night. And uh, go, Colts. Always, go Colts. Always, always go Colts. Of Buckner with 2.5 sacks tomorrow. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce.
1: He's got it! Touchdown! Touchdown!
0: Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown,
1: I N A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag.